Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your AEW dynamite post show for january 25th 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining us on your wednesday evenings wherever you may be oh my goodness man Reach for the sky, Jesse. Reach for the sky. What is going on, man? It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. What a show tonight. Uh, And we actually talked about this last week. I know Jesse was very adamant about what had happened last week. It was beyond any of our controls. It was beyond Tony Khan's control. We're going to get into that right at the top. But tonight, Jesse, was the the right way to go about things. I'm glad everybody kind of banded together here and gave us exactly what we needed, which was this show tonight for... 
Jay Briscoe. And, man, if you aren't shedding at least a couple of tears tonight, I don't even think you're a human being after what you saw tonight. It, it, it felt, the, the whole night felt very therapeutic. It, yes. It felt like something that we needed together as a community. Everyone, you know, mourned, you know, on their own and in their own way. But having something like this that we can all centrally gravitate to and mourn together with, um, I think it was a bigger deal than most might think, you know. I know I know everyone thinks it was nice, but it might be even better than that. I mean, it was just so um it was just so good to see, you know, and, and it felt right. Everything felt right about tonight. Everything felt wrong about last week. Yeah, and again, like I said, that was beyond anybody's control. I don't think Tony Khan could have done anything last week, but my God, man, the amount of love that we saw for Jay Briscoe last week, uh, continuing obviously into this week with this show, with this announcement of Mark Briscoe making his AEW Dynamite debut, and the backlash that I'm sure that there was for Warner Discovery, they didn't want any more part of that because they they had to know. I, I don't know who there had a gripe, with what had happened, I don't know why the decision was made instantly to not allow this to happen last week. I don't know who that person is. I don't know if that person is still there. I don't know if Tony Khan went to somebody else to discuss what had happened tonight. But I'm just glad that everybody came together and really showed that family unity that AEW talk so much about tonight, man. That was that was one of the best moments, I think, in all four years of AEW so far. That was great, man. I mean, it could have been so many things. It really could, maybe TK went over over a boss's head to another boss. You know, it, it, it could be that. It could be so many different things. You know, um not really focused on it too much though. I mean, because no. the beautiful thing is that it happened. Um and I couldn't have asked for a better tribute show. I mean, I, I I really couldn't have. I mean, it's it just felt so right. And last week just felt so incomplete. Yeah. It felt incomplete and insignificant because no one really cared about pro wrestling last week the no. way that they normally would. And I feel like now that we've got that grieving moment um out of our system tonight, we had a chance to to pay our respects as fans. Um, to Jay and show our respects to um, to Mark and show our support for him. And my 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 hope going forward is that this leads to um, a TV deal for Mark Briscoe. I would love to see him in AEW full time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking while watching this match. He is yeah. he is so good at what he does. Yeah. And, and we'll get into that match with Jay Lethal. Uh, emotional, uh, as you would expect, was that match between those two in the main event spot. Tonight on AEW Dynamite. I want to start at the top and how all this came about because last week it was a completely different story and nobody knew coming into tonight that this was going to be the scene on AEW Dynamite. Warner Brothers Discovery, it was reported by Dave Meltzer that they would not allow Mark Briscoe to wrestle in AEW. Brian Alvarez read a question from a fan asking if Mark Briscoe will appear on AEW TV. This was last uh, week. This obviously came out of last week's show, obviously bleeding into this week. Dave Meltzer said that he knows the answer, and it's no. He says, and I quote, I already know the answer, Meltzer said. The answer is no. I can't tell you anymore. It could change. And, and, and he did say it could change, but that's the answer. Meltzer continued, hopefully it'll change, but that is the answer. It could change. Hopefully it does change. 
It's a very bad answer. Perhaps there will be a uh, fever pitch and it'll get changed. It should change, of course. Tony Khan, as you guys have heard from me speak a couple of times, I believe we mentioned it last week as well. He made several attempts to get the Briscoes on AEW Dynamite. But Warner Brothers Discovery really uh, said uh, no, and they were firm on that. Meltzer stated the following in last week's Observer Newsletter, and I quote, This past year, there were many attempts to get them on AEW. They were actually flown in a few times to television, but they weren't allowed to be used. There were plans for them to be on the 9-4 All Out show in Chicago, to be in a six-man tag with FTR and Wardlow versus the Briscoes and Jay Lethal, but without, and that would have been a tremendous match, just looking back at it, but without being able to promote it on television and because the broadcast partners didn't want them on AEW broadcasts, the decision was made to bring the Motor City Machine Guns in out of nowhere to team with Lethal, and obviously, as you guys know, the match kind of felt flat uh, because we all knew where that should have been, and that should have been with Jay and Mark Briscoe. Now, I, I want to I stick with this for just a second. I know Meltzer got a lot of shit on social media this week because after this announcement, Jesse, from Meltzer on his show this week, it legitimately happened, I believe, the same day Tony Khan put up the graphic, Mark Briscoe, one-on-one with Jay Lethal for AEW Dynamite, and this will be the debut of Mark Briscoe in AEW to honor his, his brother in, in AEW. I, I mean, I don't want to sit here and act like a Meltzer Mark, but I, I'm going to need people to really open their eyes and, and look at it for what it really is. Meltzer was correct in his reporting. Meltzer was not wrong. The simple fact of the matter is Meltzer put this out and it was just bad timing You know, Meltzer said no. The answer was no. We know it was no. Just look at the past history that we've seen with AEW programming and what Tony Khan should have done with the Briscoes and couldn't do. He was not allowed to. And then all of a sudden, the day of, Meltzer's reporting kind of looks half-assed and bullshit. But, you know, I I don't even think that... Everybody was getting on his case, but they they would rather get on his case than celebrate the fact that Mark Briscoe is going to be able to honor his brother on Wednesday. And it's like, I'm glad this finally happened because this should have happened last week. We shouldn't have even been in this discussion. And you're blaming Meltzer's reporting. And that's not even the fucking story at all here. It's, the, it's Mark Briscoe making dynamite and Tony Khan talking to the bigwigs over at Warner Media, getting it to happen. So I'm going to need you guys to just, especially in this case, I know he's got to take it with a grain of salt type of mentality. Nothing he says is really 100% anymore. But. It's not his fault that this was what it was earlier in the week, and then it got changed. I'm just glad that it did, Jesse. Yeah. No, I don't think it was about the report. The report, you know, it is what it is, and people can change their mind. I, th- I think I think it was his ad-libbed in the report. Um, if you read it back, I don't remember exactly what it says, but I think it says something about the report and that it was Warner Media that said he couldn't. And then he went on to say, I don't think it'll ever happen or something like that. And then it happened like an hour later. You know, you can't help a report. Report says, hey, Warner Media says, no, it's not going to happen. It is what it is. He went on to put his Meltzer on it, saying, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm yeah, that's like, what I mean, he typically you know, does, yeah. It, it it was an opinion. It was a thought, you know, but it, unfortunately, so many people look to him for information or to criticize his information, either one or the other. You know, one or the other. They're looking to criticize him or, or live by his words. So when you put it out there, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Then it happens an hour later. It gives the naysayers, you know, everyone has naysayers. You have them, Meltzer has them, Sap has them. It gives his naysayers plenty of ammo to throw shit in his face. Yeah. And, 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 and Tony Khan, I'm sure, I'm sure, seen the backlash on social media, heard 
the backlash on social media about why it wasn't this and why it wasn't that. You know, I, I don't want people to, out here to blame Tony Khan either because, you know, what had happened last Tuesday with his tragic death uh, and then turn around and come Wednesday, you know, you're so, asking Tony Khan to pull off a fucking God's miracle here and book a tribute show in less than 24 hours. Because I know people were looking at that tribute show, Jesse. I read the spoilers. It's like, what the fuck is this? You, you got QT Marshall and you got uh, all a bunch of, you know, lesser known names on the tribute show, and people are probably looking at that fucking sideways. This is not a fucking tribute show to Jay, Lee, uh, no, Jay Briscoe. So it's like, you know, I, I don't want you guys to blame Tony Khan either because th there was really nothing he could do in that meantime. But I know for a fact he heard all the rumors and, and seen all the fucking chatter on social media about why it, why it didn't happen last week and this and this mm -hmm. and this and all the outcry. So you know immediately, bro, on Thursday morning, he went to fucking warn me. This, this might have been a, a, a week-long battle. That he yeah. won legitimately right after Meltzer put this fucking clip or report out in the Observer. Oh God, I have faith that um, Warner Media also took a glimpse at their social media yes. feeds and saw all of the negative attention this was yes. bringing. I mean, the fans had a lot to say about not getting to to honor Jay. I mean, for this whole week. See, before they had twenty four hours between the time he passed. To the next dynamite, they had 24 hours and not much is gonna happen. No, you know, like you said, but within that week, my God, dude, people were wishing death upon Warner Media Discovery. And it's just not a good look. It's just not a good look. I mean, what's the harm in giving the fans you know what they want when it's within your grasp? I mean, you can do it. Do it. Yeah. You know, and and at, at, that could have been a lot of I mean, I'm, I know Tony went to bat for us. I know he did that, but it also could have been a combination of that and the extreme negative backlash that the network did receive. Now, the the, the dark realm of the uh, idiots on social media, uh, they were uh, blaming Tony Khan for putting this match on Dynamite, and they were using the vehicle of, uh, oh, he's only doing it for ratings. No. Jesus Christ. No. I mean, give me a fucking fuck? break. Give me a fuck. So, yes, he did it for ratings while he's got an entire locker room grieving over Jay Briscoe. Give me a fucking break. You can't Will win. You? you can't win with nobody. You can't win. <laughs> He did it for ratings. Uh, he didn't do anything for ratings. He did the right thing as a human being. You fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. Holy man. shit. God, does it social media make me fucking feel dumber than, than anything? You know, if, if you don't do it, yes. your fans are going to be pissed. Yes. If you do it, your naysayers are going to be pissed. And since you yourself are a wrestling fan in TK, and you know most of your fans want to see, then just do what the fans want. I mean, fuck the naysayers. They're going to naysay whatever you do. So it was the right thing to do. Bottom line, it was the right thing to do. And I'm really glad that he went for bat for us. And I'm really glad that it all worked out. So the pushback from Warner Brothers Discovery, obviously you guys know about that. Khan confirmed that he fought hard to ensure Mark Briscoe had a chance to honor his brother. On Wednesday's Dynamite, Mark uh, obviously wrestled Jay Briscoe. In the main event, this was requested by both Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe. Tony Khan said this, and I quote, I'm really excited about the match. He said this on the Battleground podcast. I believe it's going to be a great one, and I think, which it was, and I think it's great that they're going to be able to honor the legacy of somebody that everybody in pro wrestling has so much respect for, Jay Briscoe. On his 39th birthday, which was today, this Wednesday night on Dynamite, TBS and with everything happening, this is going to be something really great for everybody in the locker room who is rallying around the Briscoe family. Khan also recall, recalled the shock 
he experienced upon word of Jay's passing, but said, it's a beautiful thing that everyone can come together on Wednesday night and honor the life and legacy of Jay Briscoe. Fightful reported those that they spoken to about Mark's debut were overjoyed that he would finally be able to allow uh, or was allowed to uh, get on AEW programming. The report goes on to state that some talent believe that Warner Brothers Discovery executives seem to be wary of having Jay Briscoe on the program as opposed to Mark Briscoe, likely due to Jay being the one who actually said what he said all those years ago. And uh, it has followed both the brothers for most of the past decade. So Mark was kind of in this boat where he was guilty by association, even though he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and that doesn't really uh, make it a, a, a viable thing to keep Jay Briscoe's name off the fucking show when he had his life taken from him tragically and unfairly, you know, so that, that's kind of bullshit. But um, obviously everything is all right now. Tony Khan made it happen. He talked to the uh, executives over at Warner Brothers Discovery. And, and Jesse, he's actually doing things behind the scenes to help the, uh, the family of Jay Briscoe. Uh, fundraiser is closing in on $300,000. Tony Khan put up a new T-shirt, which uh, I think I'm going to actually per- purchase tomorrow uh, myself. All the proceeds, all of the proceeds, not 25, 50%, all of the proceeds go to the Briscoe family. Uh, Tony Khan is also doing a lot behind the scenes to help the family, but he chose not to publicize it. And Conrad Thompson said this, I don't mean to be betray any confidences, but let me say this. There's been a lot of rumor and innuendo from really good sources that Tony Khan is who we thought he was, and he's going to do the right thing by that family as well. I don't think that he would necessarily want anyone to know that information, and we know it's not your place to talk about it, but I will say that for all the criticism that gets thrown around at Tony this and Tony that, when the chips are down, he is a dude, man. And he was talking to Tony Schiavone, and Schiavone said that Tony is a very demanding boss, and it makes uh, you know time there sometimes stressful, difficult. But wrestling has always been difficult behind the scenes. Tony can be very demanding as a boss, can be, but because he's such a great person and such a genuine person and loves the wrestling business and takes care of his people, it's worth it working for him. It's worth the stress that we go through getting a show on because of the person that he is. I know a lot of people give Tony a hard time, but the people that give Tony a hard time basically online are human beings not worth a fuck, says Tony Schiavone. And uh, a lot of different people in the community donated Kevin Owens, uh, we got uh, Ryan Barkin, who is the guy behind Pro Wrestling Tees, Jim Cornette, Dax Harwood, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, I mean, you name it. Everybody's given to this donation, uh, this family donation. But uh, again, man, you know, it just goes to show you, we said this last week, when Tony Khan is put in this very position, in this situation, he's absolutely come out as the fucking man uh, every single time when AEW's down like this, man. Tony Khan has been the absolute true leader that this company needs, and he doesn't get enough credit, bro. I'm sorry. We, we give him a hard time sometimes, basically, you know, around the creative aspect of it, but when it comes to this type of shit, man, nobody does it better. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, there's probably a handful of people, you know, on this stream right now who are maybe are not necessarily here on a daily basis, and no. they're going to, you know, look at us and hear us and think, oh, these guys are just a bunch of AEW dick riders, you know, yeah. no matter what they're going to do. And, I mean, we are just as critical when shit is really bad just Always. as you know, anywhere else. And- Always. And, and, and let me tell you something, firsthand experience, because, uh, you know, 
Uh, I, I see what I see, I hear what I hear, and I get what I get on social media from <laughs> from pretty notable fucking people. I will say this, you know, sometimes we're not in their good graces, but I want everybody to understand it's love. We care right. about the show, and, and when it's bad or when it's not to our liking, we will criticize it just like anything else. And I don't, I don't know why I have to repeat myself, but we love AEW and we love pro wrestling. That's the most important thing here in this discussion. And it is. And on, on that note, did you tweet out your latest uh, block? Everybody know? Oh, that swerve blocked me again? No, yeah. I didn't really. I well, didn't really. I mean, now you just told them. So, I mean, I mean yes, it, yes, swerve. Blo- I mean, I don't know where swerve. I don't, first of all, I don't know where swerve is. I don't know where Keith Lee is. But swerve blocked me again because I'm. I'm assuming it has to do something with the fact of the matter that uh, I did. She <laughs> I want to. I want to say this to. Why is anyone, there reverb in here, bro? Anyone? It's very in that locker event, room. Bro. In, 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 in any locker room that may get wind of this show or watch this show and not like the opinions of the show, I don't understand how if you don't like the opinions and the thoughts, I understand that part, but if you don't like the opinions and the thoughts, then you block us. But if we kiss your ass and put everything you do over, then you're happy and unblocking. I mean, you got to understand that you yourself may not be perfect. No one is. I'm not. No one is. So if you had an off night, you know, you, you know it. You know it. You've been doing this shit. You know when you're you know when this wasn't your best shit. And if someone calls you out on it, why get mad? Why put yourself out there as you watching and, and listening to everything everyone says? Just improve or don't give a shit. One or the other. One or the other. You know, why why go around blocking people who don't like what you do? I don't I don't understand that, man. I don't know, man. You know, it, it's it, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to change for anything. If uh, I ever come across these people in uh, House of Glory or whatnot, I'll be the first to fucking offer a handshake. You know, you know, I, I got uh, it's I not got nothing personal. but respect for these. I, I, I listen, man. I, a lot of people think I, I I hate or I'm a hateful person. I, yeah. I love this sport. I, I've I've wanted to be in, in involved in this sport since I was like four years old, bro. I mean. This is what I wanted to do. I'm very fortunate that I found an outlet for myself via YouTube and this podcast and, and my creativity to give you guys this show every night. But, yeah. you know, it, it, it is what it is. They don't understand that. I, I don't know. I don't want to get stuck on that. I don't want yeah. to make it about us. But, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's a it's great— It's not personal. Yeah, no, it's not personal. It's not per- Hi, Brittany. It's not, no, it's it's not, not personal. It's not personal. Is Britt hurt? She's not hurt, right? Um, she got her nose broken again on Dark. Did she really? Yeah, man, she got fucked up. <laughs> oh my god! I don't mean. Look, I'm not laughing at the fact that she, I'm I'm laughing so, at the fact that she seems. Well, to she get was her on the show broken. tonight. I mean, listen, man. She, I, I got to give the woman. I got to give the woman credit, man. You know, listen. I'm. I'm not gonna divulge any information that we've talked about, but you know, uh, we we've gone back and forth, and I apologize for whatever had happened uh, earlier in uh, October. But you know, she she said, and you know, blatantly told me. You know, I, I'm there every fucking week. I got to give the woman credit, man. With a fucking broken nose, I'll be I'll be laid up on the fucking couch with a with a goddamn fucking coffee in my hand. She's oh, over she's here there. fucking on the show, she's and no there. matter what, no matter what, she's on the goddamn show. She's there. I mean, and again, again, I I I, I laugh lightheartedly because I know she's okay because she came yes. out tonight. Yes, but yeah, it seems like she it seems like she breaks her nose. Like yeah, every like other her nose is week. cursed. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I mean, but she she put on a banger of a match. I mean, she was on dark. And it wasn't a squash, you know. She put on the banger of a match. She, I forget who she was facing. Um, I think it was Billy I Starks, Miss Dubois. Oh, but uh, Dubois. Okay. None, yeah. Nonetheless, she 
she made her opponent look great. It was a great little match. You know, they probably went about six, seven minutes or whatever, which is a lifetime on Dark. And it's a good little spot. I mean, again, I'm going to put Dark over on this stream every time that I can because it's been so many weeks. It's been terrible. We're getting um, reoccurring storylines and we're getting occasional big stars on the show. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. And they're doing that. I'm happy with the course of Dark right now. Listen, man, Tony Khan, Tony Khan has hit all the right buttons. It's only January 25th, bro. He, he's hit all the right buttons. He's making the right moves. He's got the right people on television. Things are flowing from week to week. That's all I ask. That's all I want, you know? So yeah. we're, we're getting awesome. it, and he's, he, he's, he's killing it so far. Dynamite is on fire. And tonight, um, uh, an emotional show with Mark Briscoe, and I'm glad that it happened. Tony Khan deserves a lot of credit. Whoever he spoke to at Warner Media deserves uh, a nice round of applause as well, even though they fucked up the first time. They were, uh, right. you know, they came to their senses. So uh, no fuck Warner Media and this and that. Nobody wants the backlash. Nobody wants the negativity. It made AEW look bad. Warner doesn't want that. Tony Khan doesn't want that yeah. for AEW. So everybody yeah, came to together and the cooler heads prevailed here. Yeah, we do need to now stop and cease the Warner Media hate because yeah. we poured it on when we felt that we were um, being deprived of something as we should have. But they did give in and give us what we wanted. Now we need to back off. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what else can they do at this point? They gave us exactly what we wanted. We are happy. If you're not happy, you should be happy because that was a damn good tribute show. And let's just back off. We don't have to sing their praises, but at the same time, let's stop slamming them for right now. Yeah, that's going to come to an end. And um, I think the Jay Briscoe tribute celebration airs at 1 Eastern. If you guys want to go check that out on YouTube. So by the time this show is over on AEW, I believe AEW and Ring of Honor's YouTube. I don't know if it's AEW. I have to double check, but definitely Ring of Honor's YouTube. Uh, the Life and Celebration tribute to Jay Briscoe on YouTube, 1 a.m. So you guys will have something to watch after you finish watching OTS tonight. Uh, so that's awesome news there. Just seeing that come across my news feed. And uh, that is going to be awesome. Watch along. You're going to do a live watch along? I should. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, see what you got going on. No destiny yeah. for you tonight, huh? Yeah, I know, right? Jeez, man. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah. I want to I thank you. While Jesse's looking that up, I want to thank you guys for joining us uh, on Off the Script tonight, man. Uh, big show tonight. Very happy. Big week. Can't wait for the Royal Rumble on Saturday. I'm hearing some rumblings that uh, we may be in for uh, several surprises in that Rumble. And uh, I don't know what I got planned, but I'll be doing something maybe on Twitter with some spaces. Uh, I may do something tomorrow live. I think actually I will do something live uh, for uh, off the script. I don't know if it's going to be Rumble related, but it may just be uh, a nice two-hour podcast because Thursday's my day off. I got nothing else to do, so you guys will see me live in the sub boxes, so make sure you guys set that notification. And, and follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Great way to keep up to date on everything. Jesse is at Smark on Twitter. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. And please, guys, 581 likes right now. I need 1,000 likes minimum on the podcast. We got 2,200 people in the venue tonight. I appreciate y'all. Coming by. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. Let me know what you thought of tonight's show. Let me know what you thought of Jay Briscoe. Maybe tell me one of your favorite Jay Briscoe memories and memberships, man. Hit that join button. Become a channel member right here on OTS and become a VIP in the OTS venue. Jesse, who you got winning the Royal Rumble on Saturday? There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You going with the uh, Cody? I'm, the Cody I'm uh, never road. One, I'm never one. To, I'm never one to stick to the, the 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 easy picks, man. I'm I'm not gonna go with the uh, go with the horse. I'm gonna go with the dog, man. So um, I'm gonna go out there and say, although I think his moment's gonna come at the chamber, I'm gonna take a leap and say Sami Zayn. You're gonna say Sami Zayn winning the yeah. Royal Rumble? Yeah. I think his his moment, realistically, his moment might just be coming at, at the chamber. But I'm hoping he gets it at the rubble. You know, I, I hear a lot of people. I hear a lot of people telling me that they would prefer Sami Zayn over Cody Rhodes. And, and, and listen, I, I've been pushing the Cody the Cody narrative uh, ever since he got surgery for the torn pack. But I will say this: if Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns was the main event of WrestleMania, if Sami Zayn won the World Championship from Roman Reigns, that would be on level of a pop to Brian Danielson winning the world championship at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania 30. Be awesome. That would be fucking incredible. I don't know if that's going to actually happen. Uh, I don't know if the company sees Sami Zayn in that role. But uh, if Sami Zayn was to win the Royal Rumble, you get zero complaints out of me. I love Sami yeah. Zayn. Yeah, be honest. I, I think Sami and Cody are the two to get their moments at, um, at the Rumble and at the Chamber. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. First match of the night, guys. Chris Jericho and Sami Guevara. Like sex gods. How do you become a lace sex guy, Jesse? You gotta be Jericho. That's the only way. Oh, that's the only way? Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no one else can make that shit get over but him. Yeah. Okay. They're out there with Daniel Garcia. They went up against Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Uh, this was a very, very good match. Everybody was on here. Uh, everybody looked very good. Sammy looked great out there. Jericho looked great. Starks. Love seeing Ricky Starks on the show constantly, every week. Nice momentum he's building. Action Andretti probably looked uh, the best I've seen him so far in this uh, little mini uh, Action Andretti run of momentum here. And the, the Jericho Appreciation Society got a big win, uh, which I, I assume is going to set up a Starks-Jericho match at Revolution, but this was really, really good. Um, hot crowd. Everybody was into this. Uh, Jericho and Starks. They made their uh, tags into the match. That's that's what everybody really came for. Guevara and Andretti started it off. Andretti landed a Spanish fly at one point here for a two counts. Uh, like I said, Jericho and Starks made their tags, came in, immediately had a chop battle right in the middle of the ring. Starks went up top. He did his uh, strut on the top rope, and Sammy Guevara walked up to the top rope and tightrope walked the top rope and did a cutter to stop Ricky Stark's strut on the top. Man, that looked fucking great. Sammy that Guevara is so good, man. He he is. And his 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 go away heat for his um out of the ring antics is quickly wearing off with yes. me. I'm um 
way back on the Sammy Guevara hype train, man. He's so good. Yeah, it was it was actually a very good. Yeah, you know, I, I know a lot of people probably looked at it like, oh man, the same shit again. But you know, Jericho is a master with the talent, and he probably you know I would be I would be shocked if Jericho didn't request Sammy to come back into the JAS and just help him kind of heal his wounds after what had yeah. happened on his own. This was probably a Jericho call, and Jericho knows that he's uh, a, a golden ticket for the talent. He he basically revitalized Sammy Guevara. Yeah, he 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 definitely need he got Sammy over originally when the company launched. But um between him and his fights and then Tay Conti, he seemed to have put a put a huge dip in his popularity. But yeah, Jericho is seriously in the process of, of restoring that. So good on him. So Jericho and Guevara, they were posing. Starks got double boots up on a diving Guevara. Uh Andretti made the hot tag. Multiple backbreaker, neckbreaker combos. Topes, Starks hit a swinging DDT on Guevara while Andretti hit a springboard moonsault for two. Andretti and Guevara collided on a double crossbody. Jericho and Starks tagged in again. Starks caught a spear on Jericho for a close two. Then Jericho tried for a code breaker. Starks countered into a beautiful-looking Liger bomb. Andretti tried to the split-legged moonsault, but Jericho got his knees up as Guevara made the hot tag. He couldn't get the GTH on him, and Aiden Inzaguri from Action Andretti. Jericho ran the distraction here, started brawling with Starks on the outside. Andretti hit a beautiful poison Rana, Hangman's neckbreaker on Guevara for two. Starks on the outside hit his finish. Rochambeau on Jericho took him out of the match. Guevara tried for a springboard cutter, missed. Garcia jumps on the ring apron and smacked Andretti in the face with Floyd the baseball bat. Aubrey did not see it as, as her attention was obviously somewhere else. Guevara hit the GTH, got the pin on Andretti, and that was the open of Dynamite. Everybody looked good here. Everybody hit their offense. It looked great. Uh, the distraction got enough heat on the JAS to continue this moving on into February, which I'm assuming will get another few weeks of Jericho and Starks in some way, shape, or form that will eventually lead to the one-on-one match that I am very much looking forward to because... Like I said, Jericho's the golden ticket with the talent. He's put over everybody and gotten everybody to the next level, and I see no different with Ricky Stark. So I'm looking for Jericho to really uh, continue doing what he does great, and that is build the future of AEW. I don't know what they're paying this man. He's he's making it pretty petty, I'm sure. Yeah, to to the rest of the talent. You know, I'm not sure what they're paying him, um, but there's no way it can be enough. No, It, It just can't be enough. Uh, I would hate to see where the 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 where the morale in that locker room would be, where some of these younger talents would be on the card without the help of Chris Jericho. Um, it just see it just seems to be God's gift to a promoter to have a talent like this who carries the name value that he carries and who's willing to put um, so many young talent over. And not only that. He doesn't just, oh, go beat me, and that's it. No, he, he's helping. Jericho is the master of getting any gimmick over, his own or someone else's. He's the one who labeled Sammy the lust sex god. He has been he's the, he did all of this shit, you know, and, and it never stops. Whatever he wants to touch, he seems to get it over with the fucking fans. So, bro, you want to know, you want to know why? You want to know why? He's a wizard, bro. He's a fucking wizard. He's a wizard. Man. I mean, everybody thinks it's a joke. Everybody thinks that's he's crazy. throwing fireballs everywhere. He's a fucking wizard. He's, it's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what he's getting Harry paid, Potter's man, got shit, bro. Harry Potter's enough. got shit on Chris Jericho. 
It cannot be enough. He's so good at what he does. Anyway, uh, moving on here. We got um, a video package or a, a nice uh, vignette of Jay Briscoe and his family and all these clips of Jay Briscoe uh, right after this match. This one was uh, definitely a tearjerker. Uh, video package aired on the Briscoes, including a lot of family videos, including uh, one of his daughter, which got me, and uh, I couldn't help it here. His daughter saying that her daddy is crazy, but she loves him, and uh, Excalibur pushed the main event and said it will be a very, very special main event with Mark Briscoe making his AEW Dynamite debut against Jay Lethal. Excellent stuff there. Whoever was in charge of that video package and the choice of music there, um, it was it was just incredible. I know you were watching it before I even uh, logged into the to the thing here tonight to get uh, get you on the phone here. I watched it again. <laughs> man. It was it was just so good. It was so good. I mean, he he you you don't see too many people like that where in the ring they come off as a vicious killer, and outside of the ring he just has a smile that can just light up a room. You know, he's out there dancing, doing cheerleader dances with his little girl. I mean, this, this, it, it, it just, he just feels like an amazing human being. And the more you see how much of a good, you know, great person he was, it really just, it just upset you that he's just not here anymore. You yeah. know, it's, it sucks, man. Darby Allen, TNT Championship, open challenge again. Don't really like that we're getting all these open challenges. I mentioned this last week. I love Darby. I think what he's doing with the TNT title is uh, very, you know, very much Darby Allen. But I love a story with the TNT title, something that we can sink our teeth into. We may be getting that at the end of this match with Samoa Joe making his return and challenging again for the title next week. He went one-on-one with Buddy Matthews. We don't see enough Buddy Matthews on this show. I think Buddy Matthews is fucking phenomenal. He was phenomenal on this match. I asked on social media. I don't know how Buddy Matthews was let go by WWE. Vince is a fucking idiot. He's got the, you know, I, I listen, he's not perfect. Obviously, he's got, uh, he's a very stoic individual. He's not the best promo, but my God, man, I would put Buddy Matthews, and some of you may think I'm crazy. I would put Buddy Matthews up against legitimately anybody in the fucking world, bro. That's how good he is. Osprey, yeah, Vince- fucking Okada, anybody, but he is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, v- Vince has wasted, uh, He's wasted more talented than Buddy Murphy. You know, not saying that Buddy Murphy isn't talented, but Vince has wasted a lot of talented fucking yes. people. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. He's just one, one casualty of many, I know. Yeah, exactly. Darby made his way out, and we got the commentary team putting over the match this weekend in Japan with Sting and Great Muda. Muda's final match. So Darby's going to be teaming with those guys. That's got to be fucking great. For Darby, that's got to be uh, unbelievable for him. Uh, Buddy Matthews came out, and Buddy Matthews is out there with Julia Hart, who uh, I'm still trying to get to curse Jesse for good. Got to happen. Hey, my next trip to Chicago, man. We'll get Lee Johnson and uh, Julia Hart out for a couple of cold beverages, and she can curse you right at the dinner table. <laughs> She'll come to the restaurant, bro, dressed the way she was tonight, like the fucking Undertaker. Dude, I get beat up by her when she was a cheerleader. I'm not trying to run into this girl right now. Man. Oh, I'd love to. That would be even better. Not, not, not even. She got to find me, Jack. Sorry. Anyway, um, this was a great match. Uh, I love this match. Very hard hitting, as you would expect by both guys. Matthews landed a high knee at the start, tossed Darby around ringside right into the barricade. 
Loving those new barricades. They're really uh, impactful, but, you know, Darby, uh, he'll fly into anything. It doesn't really matter. Darby made a comeback before re- returning to the ring. Hit a dive on Matthews through the ropes. Matthews caught him, slammed him onto the ring apron, which looked devastating. Then he swung him into the ringside barricade again, back and forth. Darby reversed Matthews into the barricade seconds later after that. Around four minutes into the match, the lights go out. When they came back on, Brody King and Malachi Black were standing in the aisleway. Ortiz ran out with a kendo stick and bashed Brody in the back. Malachi attacked him. Sting joined in with a baseball bat, and then uh, they all brawled to the back, and they disappeared during a commercial break, leaving Darby and Buddy Matthews back in the ring. Uh, quickly, I just want to go over this little uh, this light going out gimmick. Uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like it to happen during a match. I think we see it all the time. There's no reason why Malachi and Brody King just can't walk down to the fucking ring. Why, do, why does the lights need to go out and, and them just, uh, just magically appear in the aisle? Oh, my God. You know, the first thing that I think when the lights go out is like, oh, shit, who's coming out? Is it a new, uh, new debut so somewhere uh, uh, on the roster, a new, new uh, addition to the House of Black? I don't like it. Exactly. Exactly. They, they need, a, they need a, a little bit of a different way to signify that, uh, that they're going to come out. Because, yeah, I agree. Lights going out and come back on. We, we're expecting something, I mean, not just a couple of guys that, that are here every week. I mean, just, but it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, I don't know. It's it. They're the House of Black, and if the House of Black is out there, I'm expecting the lights to go out. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a little overdone for my liking. I mean, save it for save it for their entrance or or whatnot. I mean, to, for them to be introduced to the audience in the middle of a match, the lights got to go out. I mean, I, I think AEW would have learned their lesson by now, but apparently not. Uh, just a minor criticism. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Uh, so uh, they come back from break. And both of these guys are going back and forth. Matthews landed a buckle bomb and a curb stomp. I wonder where he got that from uh, on Darby for a near fall. Darby made a comeback, climbed to the top rope. Matthews stood and knocked Darby off balance. Darby managed to execute a top rope scorpion death drop for a near fall. Don't know how Buddy Matthews kicked out of that. I'm sure Sting was uh, very pleased about that one. Yeah, uh, and, and not in a good way. My move, yeah. Darby followed up with a coffin drop as Matthews was bent over, draped over the middle rope. Right into his back, landed in the ring, one, two, three, and Darby retains the TNT Championship over Buddy Matthews and a great match for that title. After the match was over, we got Samoa Joe, who appeared on the big screen during the post-match where Tony Schiavone gets into the ring. I mean, this was ridiculous. I mean, the guy just fucking wrestled one of the best wrestlers on the planet for 14 minutes. And Tony Schiavone's in there, not even letting this guy catch his breath. I'm like, holy shit. He let the fucking guy get to his feet first before he started asking him questions. So he's in there. Schiavone was trying to stall for time. I know. So he's in there asking Darby for a word before he could say anything and answer any of Tony's questions. Samoa Joe interrupted on the big screen. Joe says he's coming to take everything from Darby. And he's coming to take back what is rightfully his. Allen winning the title is the biggest mistake of his career as the king has spoken. So he's still running with the king of television gimmick. He sounded menacing as ever. I love Samoa Joe. And we got this rubber match happening next week, bro. TNT title. Build as a no-holds-barred match. Can you imagine what Darby Allen's going to do to Samoa Joe next week in a no-holds-barred match? I'm more worried about what Samoa Joe's going to do to Darby Allen. <laughs> Or, or I'm more worried about what Darby's going to do to himself. Never mind. Yeah, yeah Joe. exactly, dude. Jesus Christ, 
Anyway, should be a great match. Uh, I figured they'd save it for the pay-per-view, but uh, it looks like we're getting this match uh, next week. Hey, pay-per-view is pretty far away, man. They, they, have, they have time right now to wrap up some feuds and start another. They have a month. Yeah. They have over a month to, 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 to start new ones. I mean, continuing feuds from now through the next month is going to be a creatively a little bit difficult to keep yep. it interesting, you know? I wonder if we see. I wonder if we right about now and and save the big feud to carry out. You know, so we have to carry everything out for a month. I I wonder. I wonder if we see Wardlow a little bit closer to the pay per view, man. Very, very ominous. Yeah, who, 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 who's that? War, War Dog, bro. Well, Wardlow. I wonder if we see Wardlow getting closer to the pay per view. You think we see him come back and uh, maybe go one on one with Joe at the pay per view for what he did to his hair? Uh, he, he has no man bun. He has no credibility, man. Nobody's caring about Warlow anymore, man. Sorry. And maybe maybe uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, man. I don't know. What did they, what did they do to Warlow, man? What the? I don't know. He's off TV. It's like he doesn't even exist anymore. Was there an injury? Is there some time off he requested? I don't know. The fuck you want to ask him? Yeah. Yeah, Warlow, bro. Where, where are you, man? This hot, cold push. Don't push start stop shit is not good for you. Know, I got anymore. a couple questions though. Where's Wardlow? Where's Miro? No Miro yet. Why is the House of Black not in anything major yet? I hope to God that they do something at the pay-per-view that's uh substantial, right? Well, why are we why are we still running with some of the same problems that uh were a problem last year? I, I don't get yes. it. Again, goes back to we call it like we see it. The House of is- Black should be on TV every week. The, no the excuses. Show is on a, the show was on an upswing, but it's not perfect. And no. these are the imperfect parts, man. Adam Cole, at least Adam Cole is back. Adam Cole's going to have a major role on this show. His return uh, happened last week, or a couple weeks ago, rather. Uh, footage of him training in the ring prior to the show. He's shown looking at the banner for Revolution. So uh, I think it's safe to assume that uh, Adam Cole will be wrestling his first match back in AEW at the pay-per-view on Revolution Saturday. Who does he go up against? Shall I don't see. know. I don't know. Shall see. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a mystery opponent. I don't know. I don't know who. The, I mean, somebody's gonna have to feud him, right? So I mean, they look, man. I don't maybe know it's Darby. On there. I don't know. Wardlow and Miro are complete mysteries to the fans right now, and that shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. If they're out hurt, then I get it. If they're not hurt then it shouldn't be. They should be somewhere, somehow on television. I don't know. I don't know. Fucking unsolved mystery over here with all these guys. Anyway, uh, moving on. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Hook. Tag team match against Ethan Page and Matt Hardy with Stokely Hathaway and Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, There was a lot uh, of picture-in-picture for this match. Could have been a little bit better than what it was. So... You know, similar to what had happened in uh, previous weeks here, Hathaway and Page talked down to Matt Hardy and, and Cassidy during their entrance. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy did not agree with the way things are being handled here, and Stokely Hathaway bullied him for his gold chain. And uh, what exactly is going on here, bro? Because I'm assuming this happened on Dark, this storyline with Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. Can you can you fill us in on what is going on here and why uh, Hardy and Ethan Page seemingly have this unbalanced relationship and why Stokely is, uh, you know, acting the way that he is here. What, what's going on here? Well, it's Yeah, because I don't simple, watch Dark, so I don't know. Uh, well, it's very simple. 
I don't get why you don't understand it. See, Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway bought the rights to the twist of fate, right? So then Matt Hardy couldn't. What do you mean the they they paid fate. they paid Matt Hardy for the twist of fate? No, they 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 bought the, they they bought the IP for it. How much is the twist of fate worth? So it's a legitimate question. How much is the twist of fate worth? I'm trying to fucking explain, man. So now the twist of fate is owned by by Ethan Page, right? So therefore, he somehow owns Matt Hardy if Matt Hardy wants his gimmick back because somehow Stokely has managed to secure the rights. I think of all the Hardy IP. I don't know. So now Matt Hardy is just working for Ethan Page. And I'm sorry, man. This, this just this is the continuing storyline that we have. It's all we have, man. So, so what you're telling me in uh, so many words is Matt Hardy's going to have nothing remaining of him from the Hardy Bros era, and he's going to turn back into uh, broken Matt Hardy. He's is that, is that, is that what you're telling me? Broken. Second, he's already teased to turn broken. So we're going back to broken Matt Hardy. Are, are, are you okay with that decision? You don't want to see any any Hardy at all on television. I mean, look, I've I've gone I've grown accustomed to seeing Hardy on TV, and I don't actually mind the storyline that they're doing. But no, there's there's we don't want to see Broken Matt back. No, I mean, I listen. I think I think Matt Hardy is a creative fucking guy. I I I, I loved the Broken gimmick at the height of its popularity. I thought it was fantastic. Everybody was so high on him. Where would he fit in a current AEW if this is the direction that they're going? Like, what would he do, man? I, I feel like, I feel like it would be, and I don't mean, listen, I don't mean this in a disparaging and a disrespectful way. I, I would feel like it's Matt Hardy trying to hang on to whatever relevancy he and that gimmick have, and I feel like it would be no better than Danhausen, bro. They, and I love it. Me, I love the me. broken gimmick. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know where it fits in the current scheme of direction of yeah. AEW television because it doesn't. No, I think I think it's run its course. Um, I think he needs, like you say, he's the creative guy. If he's going to stay in an active role, he needs to create something else. You know, Bray Wyatt, you know, The Fiend, you know, was fantastic back in his day. But when he went away and came back, he's not trying to be that exact same gimmick. He he recreated something different. Jericho is the king of recreating himself. You know, he changes himself. Every time he leaves and comes back, it's a different gimmick. It needs to be the same here for Matt Hardy. If he's going to stay active and on television, I think he needs to come up with a different gimmick because he's fading in and out between these um, extreme Hardy Boys gimmick and the broken delete shit. And I think it has run its course. Um, I think his value would be as a coach slash producer slash manager at this point. And if he has to be used on screen... It needs to be like in a legends role, more like Billy Gunn, something like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, him, him as an agent or a producer for the tag team division would be, yes, exactly where he would need to be. Yes, who knows? Exactly. Who knows? There's nobody better. I mean, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, and AEW's used their legends very well. I mean, very that's well. one. Of, that's one of the best things about the company, the way that they utilize their legends. I mean, it would no be it would be no different than than anything else with Matt Hardy. And, and I know a lot of people are wondering where Jeff is. The last thing that Jeff needs to be doing is wrestle. Yeah, it was wrestling. You know, he needs to get sober and needs to get better and, and needs to, you know, re reheal himself after fucking years and years of years of abuse. I, I mean, maybe he makes one last comeback. We don't know, but that's the last thing that anybody should be thinking about for Jeff Hardy. 
No, no, we don't look bringing Jeff Hardy back after driving DUI when we just lost Jay Briscoe in a fucking car accident. No, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. So, um, I wish Jeff the best, and he would be another one that would be great in a backstage role, producer role. You know, this guy has managed to get himself over, you know, for decades. You know, that 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 is that is usable experience right there. So, um, and like you said, AEW has done fantastic with their legends, you know, not named Jeff Jarrett. But I do not want to see the Hardy Boys on television in 2023. And it there's nothing against them. It's it's just it's a it's a new game for a younger talent. And and we only have two hours of live TV. Let's let the younger breed get out there and, and show what they have to do. Younger breed like Hook and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry here. This match uh, started with Ethan Page and Jungle Boy. They both squared off in the middle of the ring. Ethan shoved Hook, then ran out of the ring. Hook went after him, chased him at ringside. Ethan blocked the suplex, set up for an ego's edge at ringside. Jungle Boy broke that up. We go to commercial break. Most of the match, like I said before, happened in the commercial break. Hardy had Jungle Boy down after a side effect. Ethan insisted Hardy tag him in before Hardy could hit the twist of fate. So Jungle Boy counted a very cocky Ethan Page here with a snare trap. Hardy reached for the tag. Hook yanked Hardy off the ring apron. Ethan tapped out to the snare trap and Jungle Boy. Hook and Jungle Boy win in about nine minutes. And that was basically all she wrote here. Jungle Hook. I like the tag team. I don't know where they go, though. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna keep them together. I think they should. Because if not, what are you doing with them? Nothing. Hook's got nothing to do, and Jungle Boy's waiting for uh, Christian Cage to get back. Waiting for Christian Cage to come back. Keep them together. Let them do what they do in the tag. There'll be a fresh look in the tag division. Um, let's see them do some damage there. You separate them, and you got to find something for both of them to do. Keep them together, and you have something for both of them to do. I'd like, to, I'd like to see them make a run at uh, possible tag team titles later this year. I think, I think that would be fantastic. And, you know, it would give... Jungle Boy's been there since the very beginning. He's matured into his own you know, character and his own, in his own man, basically he's not a boy anymore. You know, he's developed into his own man. And I think Hook could learn a lot from Jungle Boy being around him and and getting uh, a piece of that spotlight with Jungle Boy, who's incredibly over. I think it's nothing but a positive to be quite honest with you. Um, the Jay Briscoe show has been taken down. What are you talking about? It doesn't add to 1am. The, the stream was up and it was taken down. Well, somebody made a fuck up then. It was removed. It was, it was, the, 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 the premiere was set. I was ready for it. I'm sitting there looking and it, it's gone. They just took it down. I don't know why. I just read an article saying that they were planning on, on premiering it at 1 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 1 a.m. Eastern on YouTube. Let me see if. Somebody might've made a boo-boo. Don't know how you make that fuck up because that's uh, a pretty blatant fuck up to go into YouTube and say uh, publish. <laughs> they, I mean, they did. They, they had it up there. Let me see if Tony took it. If Tony said anything about it. Oh wait a minute. What you mean? You mean uh, you mean the uh, the tribute show? Yeah, the one that he filmed last week. Yeah, it was set. It was set for a premiere at one a.m. Oh, I'm looking at it now. It says this video is now private. Yeah. Huh. And I wonder what happened there. I don't know. 
What the hell? I don't know. I can't do a live stream when there's no stream. I don't know. Okay. No idea. Maybe it was taking away from uh, Power Slap. Oh, what the fuck out of here? Fucking dumbass show. Holy shit. But the Briscoes shouldn't be on TV. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Dude. Someone's going to die on that show, bro. Legitimately, someone's going <laughs> to die on that show. Imagine. Give me a fucking break. Anyway, Hook and Jack Perry win in about nine minutes. Uh, decent little fun there. Um, I'd like to see them continue to team. So we'll see what happens moving into the future, wondering what they got going on at the pay-per-view. Yeah. We got a family therapy session. Sometimes we need therapy. Just being on fucking Twitter. Never mind. Fucking Billy Gunn, Max Caster, and Anthony Bowens with the, the gun club. They were sitting around a nice little round table here or a nice little uh, circle of just airing their grievances with this very attractive young therapist. Don't know who she was. She did look very familiar. Apparently, people were telling me she is an impact knockout. Ah, okay. There you go. All right. Forgot her name, but uh, she was there. Guns talked about how Billy wasn't a dad because he was always on the road. Bowen says they are pieces of shit. Because they had a chance to fix it and chose not to. Caster said he has no sympathy for them. Austin says they were there for them, but they named them the Ass Boys. Gunn cut off their arguing and said he gets both of their perspectives. Colton said their faults are a result of Billy's faults. As a father, Billy asked what would make them happy. The Gunn said the belts would make them happy. Now, when Billy was asked that question, bro, Billy asked what would make them happy, and the gun says the belts would make them happy. Brilliant. You know, I listened to that, and I thought to what you said, and, and you've been saying it, and I'm starting to believe it a little bit more, bro. Uh, yes. Billy Billy may actually do one for his sons and give his sons the uh, the titles here and say, hey, you know, you're my sons. I, I'm going to align with you, and he's going to turn on, on the, the acclaimed here. Turning on the acclaim and costing them the tag titles to go to the ass boys. Major will, heat. Major heat. Major fucking heat. And it creates another chase for the acclaim. I like this. I it's going like to be this. a decent pay-per-view match, I'd say. You know, I, listen, I said it last week. The guns are growing on me. I think, uh, I think uh, both of them have... There's something about them. I can't put my finger on it yet. They're just the right amount of prick. Yeah. And they get they get legitimate heat, and it's good heat too. It's not like fucking Baron Corbin heat. It's yeah. good heat. Like you could fucking feel people hate them for all the right reasons. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I see someone saying, "Is that the right move to have the acclaim lose to the Ass Boys?" Um, it's not the right move to have them lose clean to the Ass Boys. No, 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 no. no. This is, no. you got to set up another match where the where the acclaim can get the titles back after a nice little run by the Gun Club. I don't think yeah. the Gun Club are going to be tag team champions for a long term run. No. No, they can hold it to the next pay per view. They can hold it for a couple of months. Yeah, It'll be fine. Um, but if they're gonna they're gonna lose because they trusted Billy, and he's gonna screw them when they didn't see it coming, and then go back to with his sons. Um, they're not losers. They get screwed over. They trusted someone when they shouldn't have, and then they'll get back to that mountaintop. That gives the tag team titles a little bit of of, of juice from you know one pay per view to the next. So, I like it. I like it. Apparently, the therapist plus, was. Plus, uh, I'm sorry, guy. I'm, I'm sorry. Plus, does that now give Jungle Hook something to do 
for a few weeks because now that we have the tag champs as heels, now we can put Jungle Hook against them. It's a possibility. One thing I take away from this, youth. Yes. Youth. Like it. Future. Love it. Yes. Uh, The therapist's name was Tiffany Neves. Nieves. Tiffany Nieves. Looking good, says Stephen Vandelli. Bro, listen, don't let don't let Abaddon get get wind of that, bro. Yeah, you, you'll be in big trouble. Right. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. She was uh she was very attractive. Um I'm looking at 750 likes in the venue. Why? There's 2,100 plus in here. I need a thousand. You guys know how to add? You guys know how to hit the thumbs up? It turns blue. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate it. Super uh, chats are open. Get them on in. Come on. Where's my fucking tribute show, man? I don't know, man. Maybe somebody fucked up. I don't know. Guys, I, I know, I know. We posted something at the top of the chat, but if there is no um, Briscoe tribute show, then I can't do a live stream with it. So I'm waiting for them to, to post it back up there. Renee Paquette interviewed Adam Hangman Page for a second week in a row. She asked him to elaborate on what he's expecting next. Hangman said, "The more he tries to look forward, he ends up looking back to Ohio, where things started with him and John Moxley." He said, "Next week they're in Dayton, Ohio." He said he'd like to try to knock him out. Wheeler Yuta interrupted and said it will be impossible for him to knock out Moxley. He said he's not there this week, but he accepts his challenge for uh, John Moxley on his behalf. He then challenged Hangman to a match on Friday. This coming Friday on Rampage, Hangman XY Yuta thinks what happened to Moxley won't happen to him as well. So we got uh, a nice little match there with Hangman and Wheeler Yuta. And a very straightforward promo by Adam Page. He did not really elaborate on what had uh, been said last week, where it was the camera still rolling and he was talking to Renee as if it was just a regular uh, shooting the shit backstage. And it was very straightforward, man. Nothing really new here. No new information from Hangman. But uh, we, we, will, we will talk about Wheeler Yuta, man. Wheeler Yuta was a big topic of discussion in uh, not a good way tonight uh, because Brian Danielson wrestled Brian Cage. Uh, in the very next match. Dayton, Ohio, bro. You know, Ohio is big for uh, pro wrestling revolver. And my guy, Sammy Callahan, um, you know, I hear he's a free agent coming up. I hear he's, oh, really? he's going to be a free agent, man. What, what do you think about Sammy Callahan joining uh, John Moxley in AEW? Um, I don't know, man. I'm going to be honest. It, it feels like a big name like Sammy Callahan could get lost in the AEW shuffle just because of the lack of TV time. Um, I actually think he would do better in the E, to be honest with you. Would Triple Triple H keep him the way that he is right now? You know, you deviate deviate away from what Sammy Callahan is and take uh, just what he does and lessen it, it's going to be less impactful. Yeah. Oh, God. You have to to keep him the same. If anything, make him more intense. You know, but we're trying to get, we're trying to get Miro yeah. We're trying to get Wardlow. What's going to happen to Sammy Callahan? I don't know. Sammy Callahan's uh, so good he can main event any show on any fucking on any continent. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, I would rather see Sammy Callahan on the Raw after WrestleMania attack Cody Rhodes. Well, Cody Rhodes may be the world champion by then. Who knows? Yep. We'll That's see. what I would Sammy would have a lot more purpose in the E, and I'm never one to sit here and, I mean, barring any Vince McMahon creative takeover, Sammy Callahan and WWE attacking Cody, Raw After Mania, be huge. 
Ah, Mick Foley got younger. Yeah, pretty much. You know. <laughs> Who brought Mick back to the E? Uh, Vince, that's Sammy. Sammy Zane. We have him on SmackDown. We got a Sammy Zane already. We it's can't Elgin have Erico. two Sammys. <laughs> it's spelled the same way as well. Get him out of here, Bruce. Fucking shit, man. Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage, part of the MJF Challenge. My God, man, I'm hearing Brian Cage is a free agent as well. Now, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, Brian Cage has put on some fucking great matches as of late. He's really uh, raising his stock for whatever he wants to do. He's wrestled uh, Willie Mack. He's had great matches in uh, Ring of Honor with his guys. This match tonight with Brian Danielson was fucking fantastic. And I'll get into that in a second. Bro, could we see Brian Cage leave AEW and join WWE? He would be great in WWE. That's the type of guy that they're looking for. So what's about to expire? His AEW His AEW contract, contract right? yes. I figured they would just sign him to an ROH deal, man. It's a lateral. I mean, you would I mean he is the tree is the six man tag team champion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what I figured. They'll if if he's if he's searching for his 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 TV deal for ROH and everything else, then a guy like Cage will be needed for an independent ROH show. So if that's the case, then yeah, I, I would definitely sign him to an ROH deal and keep him, man. I don't know when his contract is up, but it was reported by Fightful that he does have a contract coming up, but He's absolutely making uh, a statement as to why Tony Khan should definitely bring him back. This match was fantastic. This was um, all Brian Cage mostly up until the last maybe three or four minutes of this thing. And Brian really kind of made that very Brian-esque comeback. Brian Cage's offense looks incredible. Brian sold the shit out of what Brian Cage was dishing out. Brian uh, Danielson made a nice little comeback the way you would expect him to do. It was gritty. It was, you know, out of nowhere. The ending was great. You know, Brian could Brian could beat anybody with that Busaiko knee. Brian could tap anybody out with that label lock. But the way that they ended this match was exactly what this match needed because Brian Cage was dominating most of this thing. So um, we got these two guys, and they did have a commercial break in between this. Danielson hit a drop kick through the ropes. Tope, top rope, cross body onto the floor. Back inside, Brian Cage caught Danielson with a gorilla press, tossed him into the corner with... Danielson landing very awkwardly. Uh, there were a couple of moments in this match where I thought Danielson landed on his head or his neck or, you know, he at least landed on his shoulder a couple of times. Cage followed with a release Sherman and then um, drove Brian down on the edge of the ring apron. Cage was dominating through most of this match, like I said, dominating the arm of Danielson, which MJF paid him to do. And he would promise MJF that he would break the arm. Daniel esca- Danielson escaped the bear hug. Tried his corner moonsault, but Cage caught him into a shoulder breaker, which looked fucking great. Cage did his suplex from the ring apron into the ring, followed with a German suplex from the outside in for a two count. Now, Danielson was hung up in the corner. Cage tried an avalanche bomb. Danielson fought free with a charging drop kick and a superplex. Some yes kicks. Danielson tried for a triangle choke, but Brian Cage easily powered out of that. Danielson then counted into an ankle lock and leg trap German suplex. Danielson... And Cage tried some big shots until Cage hit a big buckle bomb uh, in the corner. He tried for a second. He he got a second and a third power bomb. But Danielson on the third rolled him up from behind and hit the the, the out of nowhere pin. One, two, three. And Danielson gets the roll up flash pin here on Brian Cage. Excellent stuff. Post-match, Cage attacked and hit his weapon X finish as MJF walked to the ring very, very uh, angrily. 
He shoved the ring attendant down, took his chair. Don't know what the ring attendant did, but MJF was in a pissed-off mood tonight. Cage put Danielson's arm through the chair and posted it on the steel post. And then, obviously, MJF wanted to make sure that his money was being well spent, so he had Cage uh, try and pulmonize his arm. And all of a sudden, Konosuke Takeshita came out and made the save. MJF bailed. And Cage was laid out with a running knee to Keshta and uh, Doc Sampson, the doctor, checked on Brian Danielson while MJF retreated up the ramp. So not much uh, in terms of MJF. He, he was out there. He laid in some big uh, big shots there, ground and pound on Danielson. Out comes to Keshta. Looks like we could be uh, seeing a tag team match of sorts, maybe somewhere down the line here. Brian and Takeshita team against MJF and Brian Cage, which would be great. But... Um, What'd you think of this, man? I, I thought this was very intense. Exactly what this feud needed after uh, Brian uh, really came from behind here and beats the much bigger Brian Cage. It was fantastic, man. Um, I will say though, I was a little nervous watching Brian work. Yes, with uh, with Cage. Yes, Cage. Can, Cage. I, I I don't think Cage knows how strong he is. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, I wouldn't say that. I'll put it like this. I, I I think Cage knows exactly how strong he is, but I don't think I, I think Cage is not as agile as he thinks he is. Or smooth. Yeah. And I think that comes into play when you're trying to execute, you know, moves sometimes. And you get someone who's extremely delicate as far as the fans are concerned. Don't get me wrong. I'm sorry if I said that for the Brian, he fucking slapped the shit out of me, but we don't want to see this man get hurt. Yeah. We do not want to see Brian Danielson get hurt. That's that's the only thing I'm saying. And he's a big, stiff guy, and the wrong move, it just feels like he would go horribly wrong. So I was on edge in that way, but maybe that was the thing that made the match a little bit more interesting for me at the same time. Maybe. I don't know. But um, it's a good match, man. It's good. Everyone seems to have come out okay. Uh, Brian sold the hell out of it, and he had a fiery promo at the at, in the locker room. I like it. You know, I uh, I seen this article. I was on the train coming home from the gym, and uh, I, I was reading this article. And, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I got people hitting me up. What do you think? What do you think about it? Blah, blah, blah. And Takeshita was the focus, believe it or not. I, I don't know for how long or, or why, but Takeshita was the focus on Ric Flair's To Be The Man podcast while he was discussing Takeshita's in-ring work. Now, I know that may sound weird to some of you, and why Ric Flair, who was just on Monday Night Raw on Monday, talking about Takeshita, an AEW superstar, uh, and his in-ring work, he called, listen to this, he called Takeshita's chops on Brian Danielson when they wrestled on Dynamite. He called Takeshita's chops lackluster chops. Now, if anybody watched that match, because this clip's on social media that I saw tonight, there was nothing lackluster about them. Um, I don't know what Ric Flair was was watching. Maybe he needs prescription glasses. Maybe he needs to turn up his hearing aid. But Brian Danielson's chest was popping blood vessels because of how hard Takeshita was chopping Brian Danielson. He says, and I quote, I'll give you an example of what I thought was just bullshit. And I know he's your favorite guy. The Japanese guy who was chopping Brian Danielson on his name. First of all, I don't even know his name. On his knees the other night. Come on, those chops couldn't have broken an egg, he says. If you're going to chop someone, goddamn it, hit them hard. It's not going to hurt you. 
Did you watch that match? Daniel was on his knees, and the guy was going, yeah, I mean, give me a break. It's embarrassing. In, the, in Japan in the 80s, that Japanese kid would have gotten the shit slapped out of him just walking back into the locker room. If you're going to hit someone like that, you want to get the crowd to woo or react, you got to hit them hard. And, and Takeshita, bro, fucking how classy he is, he apologized to Ric Flair and even said he would love Ric Flair to teach him how to chop. Can you imagine that? Bro, Takeshita is going to have to learn to get used to American culture. And what Rick said about him is a goddamn slap in the face. So, what Takeshita sort of said, here's the, here's the problem. How can Kanosuke Takeshita come out and say that Rick Flair is wrong about his opinions about his chops? You can't. How can you fucking do that? We know he's wrong, but he Takeshita cannot. You can't do that. No. You can't do that, dude. That, that, that's, that's like, that's like a, 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 a current... NBA phenomenon being told by Michael Jordan, like, oh man, your your dunks are shit. Your dunks are <laughs> shit, bro. Who are you to say he's wrong? Ah. Guy, I mean, so if Ric Flair says your your chops suck, you have nothing to do but go back and try to fix it. But Rick is wrong. There's nothing wrong with his fucking chops, dude. Nothing, nothing wrong with his chops. <laughs> nothing. Steven Van Dele. With a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, brother. We love you here, man. Owen Hart, Chris Candido, Brody Lee, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and now Jay Briscoe Pro Wrestling. Know how to do memorial shows right. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. And thank you to everyone involved in getting this done. Reach to the sky. Thank you, brother. Very emotional night. And uh, we as wrestling fans... Very happy that Tony Khan got the job done tonight with Warner Media. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, at the end of it all, Rick, uh, Rick Flair is senile. I think he needs to uh, open his eyes a little bit better. He don't even know the fucking guy's name. Maybe you should have watched the match. Clearly, uh, you didn't. But like you said, Jesse, you know, there's a reason why these WWE disgruntled ex-fucking Hall of Famer, these uh, the Hall of Famers, ex-WWE superstars, bro, go on their podcasts. You know, they don't want, you know, they're running out of stories to tell. Yeah, They're running out of stories to tell, and they all know that jumping on the AEW hate train like fucking Moron Inferno and Vince Russo and all these other guys, right, is going to get them Is going to get them in the headlines, and that's yeah. why they do it. That's why, that's exact, I've, I've said this for years. That's exact, if they just go on and do a, a normal show talking about the things that they were involved in and what they experienced, It'll get their normal amount of clicks, whatever their normal amount is. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you won't get anything. They will get their normal amount of clicks. When they start talking ridiculous nonsense about current stars, their normal clicks double and triple. So that is why they do it. Yeah. Every It'll be news. Tomorrow morning when you guys wake up, it'll be on WrestleTalk. Ric Flair says that Takeshita can't chop. You know, news headlines. Everyone's talking about Rick. Oh, Rick doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, but you're talking about Rick, so Rick wins. Road Dog's been doing it on his show. He's mentioned CM Punk and what he thought about CM Punk and mentioned Oscar should be the Roman Reigns of the of the WWE Women's Division, which, you know, I could absolutely see being the case, but, you know, that's that's why they do it. How many more stories do they have to tell? You know? That's why they yep. do it. It's lame, but it's going to pay the bills at the end of the day. Yep. So, Brian... 
after being beat up here by MJF and, you know, almost pilmonized by Brian Cage, Renee was in the back. Danielson was taken into the trainer's room. Renee was there immediately. And Danielson was sitting on the trainer's table. Trainer said it didn't look good. Renee asked if he can wrestle. As the trainer was about to say something, Doc Sampson, by the way, uh, Danielson went into a just angry rage and says he's wrestled 60 minutes with a separated shoulder and he's not letting this stop him. He says he's going to take what means the most to MJF, the, M- the AEW title, and, the sh- and show the world that behind MJF's mask is a fraud and he's going to expose him. He says he should be and will be the AEW world champion. He looked at the trainer and says, even you will not stop me. So I'm loving it. Man, this, I'm telling you, man, this, this Iron Man match is going to be one for the books, man. This is going to be a fucking banger. We all know how good Brian is. I mean, Brian could probably go two hours if he wanted. But I said this weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again, you know, and MJF, man, you know, you, you could say what you want about MJF. You don't have to like MJF. You can find him boring or the same shit every week. I, we, we're, we're huge, huge fans of MJF on this show. So there will yep. be no MJF slander here. Um, his shit on social media, inspiration to a lot of people, him working out the way that he is, and his physique has gotten to a point where it is very inspirational. I've, I've been going to the gym. I've been showing my guy, uh, Dr. Evil Genius, what MJF is doing. I'm like, can we get to that? And he's like, yeah, eventually. You know, I look at that shit. I want to be that. I want to get to that point myself, uh, training for the last two and a half months. But a lot of people, man, are going to look at MJF in this 60 minutes, and they're going to open their eyes to see you know, what they haven't seen before, and that is going to be a great professional wrestler, man. A lot of people are sleeping on MJF, and I'm sick and tired of that shit. Nobody nobody should be sleeping on him. 60 minutes is going to prove a lot, man. They're going to prove uh, in that match that not only is Brian as good as we all know he is, but MJF is going to be in the discussion for one of the best pro wrestlers in the world after Revolution. Well, I think that's the whole purpose of this feud with Brian. Um, yes. No one can question MJF's charisma, no one can question his capabilities on the microphone. And one of the only things that could be considered subjective is his in-ring work. So, and I don't understand why that is because his in-ring work is absolutely fantastic at the same time. But for any haters or doubters out there, you can always hold on to what your opinion of his ring work is. But now, he goes out there and does the fucking hour with Brian fucking Danielson what I mean, what more do you want from the guy? He's done hardcore matches, just, just straight fucking blood-soaked fucking brawls. Now he's going to go out there and do a one-hour technical match with someone who was widely considered literally the best professional wrestler on the planet today. And he's going to go out there and he's going to throw on a fucking banger and they're both going to look great. So what will be left for the haters at that point? I'm not sure. They'll try to find something else. Uh, it's these uh, it's these goddamn fucking Gen Zers, bro. They don't understand uh, the the workings of a, of a great pro wrestling heel who works a, a heel like match. You know that's why MJF is so loved. Uh, you know in certain circles because you know he, he he wrestles the same way that I watched wrestling growing up. Yeah, it's like it's like that's yeah. that's that's what I attribute to pro wrestling. MJF embodies that. So you know, he came out in Lexington tonight to a pop. Yes. I text you, I said, what the fuck, Lexington turned heel tonight? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I mean... I thought we were the only assholes that cheered the heels in here yeah. in Chicago. Listen, you know, people <laughs> people appreciate good work, and that's the uh, those types of reactions. When MJF, when MJF gets those types of reactions, it's 
those people appreciate the work that he's doing. You know, it's not, uh, it's not, and I think everybody should start picking up on that, honestly. It's so good, man. We say it every week. It's starting to sound like a broken record, but I refuse to stop saying it just because we say it too much. MJF is so damn good. Tony Storm. It's Tony time, bro. It could be Tony time any time of the week, man. I'll tell you. My God. Fucking Ruby Soho took some Tony time in that fucking corner with that hip attack, man. I tell you, she got hip attack off the fucking ring apron. Jesus. In this match. Christ. Man, I'd love to take a hip attack, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, sure. I you mean, would. I'm not rock hard. I can't. I mean. You can. <laughs> <laughs> How does one get rock hard, bro? You got you to let me know on the show. I got to ask him. How does one get rock hard, really? You need some Tony time. <laughs> Seriously. Um,. This was good. I like this. Um, I said this before we get into this match. Uh, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, uh, very uh, WWE-esque here, which uh, I have no problem with. But the storyline that we're going for is the WWE ex-disgruntled employees versus the uh, AEW OGs that have been there from the very beginning. I do believe that we're getting a blood and guts match with the ladies this year. Mark my words, I do think that is happening. Uh, God forbid we see another JAS blood and guts match. Not going to really feel the same. Uh, I do think that this is going to end up being Mercedes. I think Mercedes is kind of uh, leading all this, and she's going to lead the charge here against the AEW OGs. But as far as the women's division, bro, you know, we've been very critical. One of the things that we've been very critical on in AEW is the women's division. And for the first time, and I know a lot of people are like, well, they only get one match per week. And, and you know, obviously you got your darks and you got your rampages. But, you know, Dynamite gets one, maybe two segments, a match and a segment backstage per week. But I feel that the women's division, for the first time in a long time, with the start of this feud and this storyline, is finally turning the corner. And I'm, I, I, I can confidently say there is now focus in the women's division. There is a beginning and what looks to be an end goal in sight here. Pieces are starting to line up. The puzzle is starting to become a little bit more clear. And, and some of you may not like what I'm about to say here because I know there are some WWE elitists out there. But I will say this, and I've been very criti- definitely critical of their women's division. I think the Raw women's division is better than SmackDown, but both of them are fucking atrocious. SmackDown being the worst of the two. I honestly think the AW women's division, bro, is right now at a better place than WWE's women's division. It absolutely is. I mean, I mean that's AEW. Like you said, the, the women's division is it's it's coming along. It's getting better. It's nowhere near where it needs to be. No, it's not there. You can see it heading in that direction, which is I mean, look, the women's division was bad, and we know it was bad. So we don't expect an overnight fix. We know it takes time, and we're willing to be patient about it if we see the progressive change. And we're seeing the progressive change, which is all we could really ask for. Um, everything in WWE for the women is completely redund- redundant and stale, tired of it. Um, I think everything going on with the women in AEW right now is fantastic. And I texted you this earlier because it, it even though the, the homegrowners versus the outsiders, it might seem a little like weird or, or stale or cheesy or, you know, kind of this whatever, but I think it's pretty significant because it gives the women who are not involved in a title opportunity something to do, something to work for, a storyline to be active in without only going for a title. There's not enough t- Well, maybe in AEW is enough titles, but everybody can't have a title. But now that this storyline is happening, 
it's so many different moving pieces. I mean, it may become a, a faction thing, like a WCW versus NWO type deal. As long as it brings some originality to it, I'm okay with that. I just want to see a match with the women in the ring that has something on the line that's not always a title. And I think this storyline gives us just that. Yeah, that's exactly what the division needs because Jade's going nowhere with that TBS title. That shit is fucking well past its expiration date. Jamie Hayter is obviously a part of the OGs here with Britt Baker. We're getting uh, some WWE rub here from the uh, ex-WWE women. You know, we're getting new roles for Britt Baker. Now it looks like she's turning into a baby face, which could be a welcome addition to that. Uh, I'm wondering where Thunder Rosa fits into this. I wonder where Sheeta fits into this. You know, it, it may it may be a situation, bro, where we see, you know, Thunder Rosa and, and Britt Baker aligned on the same team here. Very possible. And I want to I want to mention something right now. We've come on here, and I'm only going to mention this in the spirit of people say that you know we're always you know up on AEW or always negative on the women. Or is it? I'm going to say this in the same vein that we said it when it was happening. When Britt Baker was completely overbooked and too far in front of the division and just all about her, that has done a complete 180. She's in the backdrop. She is supportive. Jamie Hayter has emerged as the number one woman in that company. And it's all with the help of, of Britt Baker, help putting her over and things like that. She comes out second to Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter is getting bigger pops. I want to applaud everything that Britt Baker is now doing for the women's division to yes, help it grow and everything of the sort. And I think she's doing a fantastic job. No, I agree. Um, she, she is using what she has accumulated for herself and using it for the greater good of the division. Yeah. Yeah. So Agreed. it's, uh, it, it's working and uh, she knows her place and her place right now is still a substantial one, but not mm-hmm. as the champion. She doesn't need to be the champion. She probably is bigger yeah. than the championship. So, you know, it, it is what it is. And now, I'm, I'm glad Jamie Hayter is getting that rub. Yeah, she will be back on on on, yes. on the top of the division. Yes, because you know I a mean, split between Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker is another story in itself, but it's not the right time for that. No, exactly. Not. I mean, so I'm enjoying it. I mean, I just wanted to make sure I came on here. I, I had no problem coming on and, and saying that it wasn't great, it was too much. And in that same energy, I want to come out here and saying that they've changed that. It is no longer the narrative. It is no longer the Britt Baker show. Um, but she is there and she's helping to get everyone become a little bit better and more over so that I can appreciate. I do like that. So with this Ruby Soho, Tony storm match, we're going for like a, a WWE outsider like faction against the AEW uh, OGs. D- wouldn't you think Ruby Soho would be a part of the WWE outsider faction? That's, that's the cool thing about what they're doing here. You can kind of manipulate it the way you want to. You know, there could be a, a, a homegrown sympathist or, you know, some long, somewhere along the lines of that. It doesn't have to be cut and dry if you're homegrown, you're this side, or if you're, you know, you're outside and you're on that side. I mean, it, I didn't I didn't know if Britt Baker was turning face or if we were looking at Ruby Soho turning heel. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it, know. it could go it could go anyway. But if I'm coming up with a team of WWE outsiders here, obviously, Tony Storm, Soraya. Uh, Mercedes, I believe, is coming in with this. You would think Ruby Soho, and then you would probably take Athena. I, I don't know where Athena is. I mean, I would love to see Athena mixed into this thing. She's got more of a gripe than fucking anybody there, or just yeah. as big as a gripe as anybody there uh, to be a WWE uh, outsider. Uh, that's five there, and then you got you got Jamie Hader, you got Britt Baker, 
You can do uh, Willow Nightingale. Her name was mentioned tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can do Hikaru Shida and then maybe Thunder Rosa. You know, um, I think that would be a fantastic five-on-five possible war game situation. Yeah, I like it, man. I, I think it brings a little bit just a little bit of extra intrigue to the division. We, yeah. Like, we're sitting there trying to figure out who, what's going to happen and who's going to what side. I think that's a part of it. Yeah. That's a part of it. Who's actually going to be on what side? You know, this person's not homegrown. Yeah, but uh, but she's friends with this person or this person. I mean, it. we don't know. And it's, it's kind of interesting because it does feel like it's leading to the introduction of Mercedes at the end of it. So I'm interested. I want to see where this goes. We could see her at the pay-per-view. Who knows? She will be the IWGP Women's Champion by that point, I think. I'm pretty sure she will. Anyway, uh, hip attack. That hip attack sent Soho to the outside, onto the floor. Uh, Storm was uh, controlling the entire uh, commercial break here. Soho got her uh, face busted in the corner. Saito suplex. Soho missed destination unknown. Storm got a roll-up with the tights for two. Soho answered with no future for a close two-count of her own. Went to the top. Rolled through a senton attempt. Storm acted like her nose was hurt. Referee called to stop the match. Soho, like a dummy, fell for it. Storm pulled Soho into the ropes, hit another sweet chic music in the corner. Then a DDT, goes for a cover, gets a two count. Britt Baker's music hits. She walked out uh, not looking very hurt, but, uh, I mean, maybe it's all a, a ruse or a, a typical uh, Britt Baker uh, screw job here. I, I don't know. She didn't look very hurt to me. The distraction for Storm was enough for Soho to destination unknown. And she gets the victory over Tony Storm. Yeah, her, her nose is definitely busted up, man. I mean, if she's not getting well, who the knows range, when that match was filmed? It was filmed, but I don't think she worked um after it though. Of course it was filmed. It was on dark. I I know. Who knows when it was filmed though? It could have been two oh, weeks oh, ago. Oh, it was it was filmed last week, man. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, Ruby Saw wins. Tony Storm uh, takes a loss, surprisingly, here uh, tonight. Uh, and yes, Serena D would make a great choice for the ladies, but I, I believe she's hurt, so I don't know where yeah, she is. Fucking, we need D back. Where, where's where's Mercedes? Merce- Mercedes who? Mar- uh, Martinez. Martinez. Like Martinez. I don't know. I'm Ring of Honor. I don't know. That's not that the Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not stopping anyone else from Ring of Honor showing up on fucking AEW. No. Now keep that to Ring of Honor. They're going to get a TV uh, show hopefully up and running soon. Uh, MJF is in a dimly lit room. He starts running down to catch this thing. He's talented, but to stay out of his way, despite being injured, Danielson will keep marching to revolution like a hero. Also, That's- before I forget, sorry, sorry, before I forget, it it also feels like this homegrown versus outsider is also going to lead us to a return of Chris Statlander too. Uh, I could see that. Definitely return of Chris Stanley to the homegrown side. Uh, anyway, MJF said he was, uh, what did he say? He he said here, unfortunately, people around here can't tr- control their emotions. He says he's not the first Jew who had to hide from someone with blue eyes. He said he still thinks take a shit is funny, but he can't force fans to have taste. He says Danielson is really talented, but he's not too smart because he wants to dance with the devil. He told him to stay out of his business or there will be consequences. He asked how his arm is doing and said it's hanging on by a thread. He said the fans see him as a hero, but he knows he's obsessed with the AEW championship. He said the belt gives him a reason to get out of bed in the morning. He said all his blood, sweat, tears, and sins were worth it. He said the belt makes him feel whole. He asked Danielson why he wants to take it from him. Don't you have enough, men? He said he has a family and a Hall of Fame career. He says he knows he has... 
a hole in his soul, and he's trying to fill it. He said bad things happen to people who mess with MJF and AEW. He said he knocked out some British guy who looked like Ellen DeGeneres on meth. I don't know who he was talking about. I thought you were talking about uh, somebody. I thought you were talking about fucking Timothy Thatcher. I don't know who the fuck MJF was talking about. It. What British That's guy? That's why I was like, who is, who is the British guy on meth? Who, who is he talking about? <laughs> who is he, first, talk, who is he if, talking if he, about, man? If he wouldn't have said the British guy. Uh, maybe I he's he regal. He's probably, talking about about, he's probably talking about regal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try talking about Regal. That's right. Some British guy who looked like Ellen DeGeneres on meth. That's quite quite the fucking insult there, man. That that Ellen DeGeneres part kind of threw me off. I'm like, oh, it's William Regal. Anyway, he said if he keeps threatening to take away the one thing that gives him happiness, he will find out that tonight was physical pain and it isn't as bad as mental pain he can dish out next. He says he made a phone call to someone who likes dishing out pain. He says it's been a fun ride, but it's over. Run the clip, and then we see a clip of Timothy Thatcher, and he will be wrestling uh, Mr. Brian Danielson next week. And they showed him winning a match with a Fujiwara armbar to continue the story of MJF targeting the arm of Brian Danielson. That I like, and uh, that should be a fucking submission mat, you know, fucking classic next week. What I like, and, and that will, that will be great. Um, I don't think it's gonna like rock the house because not too many people are, are familiar with Timothy Thatcher. No, but I do like how they immediately roll the quick package so people can get a quick glimpse of who he was and how vicious. Because yes. this guy has one of the Timothy Thatcher has one of the best snarls I've ever seen in pro wrestling, man. Just, just, uh, just, just like Regal, just like Regal. I mean, he he just he just knows how to look at you like he's gonna. Fucking kill you, man! I, 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 that's one thing I pinpoint that I love about Timothy Thatcher. The match will be hard hitting; it'll be great. I don't expect the crowd to go nuts for it because, I, like I said, not too many people knows who Timothy Thatcher is. But um, he can go. If you don't know who he is, Timothy Thatcher can go in the ring. So the match will be fantastic. Yeah. So next week we're getting toothless aggression. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I wanted to mention this because we're talking about Brian here, and this was a great promo by MJF. Um, Brian was being beat up, and apparently he has Blackpool Combat Club members in the back, like <laughs> Willie Yuta, who uh, apparently don't want to come out and help him, but Konosuke Takeshita comes out and helps Brian Danielson. I, 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 I want to know why. This is just a, a glaring observation for uh, TK and uh, the rest of the AEW crew. Um, if Willie Yuta is still in the Blackpool Combat Club, why is he not out there helping... Brian Danielson in a two-on-one attack with the world champion and a fucking monster of a man in Brian Cage, Jesse. Where is Wheelie Yuta? It's almost as if the Blackpool Combat Club doesn't exist anymore, but yet they want to call themselves the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, that that I didn't get. So, I mean, clearly Moxley wasn't cleared, so he wasn't there. Um, We saw nothing of Claudio, so it's possible he wasn't there. But unfortunately, they gave us Oh, Claudio, yes. Yeah, they. I mean, maybe he wasn't there. We don't know. But we know Yuta was there because they gave us Wheeler Yuta. So creatively, they should have done something about this. Either Yuta should have been out there or they should have had the, in, the engagement between Hangman and Yuta bleed into something that would have Yuta leave the building for whatever reason. He went after Hangman out into the parking lot or whatever the case may be. But to have him sit there and cut a promo with Hangman and Renee, and then Brian's getting beat up in the ring, the first thing I'm saying, well, where the fuck is Wheeler Yuta? 
He's here. He's here. If he if he's if he never would have showed up on TV at all, he just could have said, "Well, they're not here tonight. They didn't come." But you showed us Weaver Yuta, so now we want to know why he didn't come out and help his fellow Blackpool Combat Club. Yuta was mad at Danielson, so I understand him. But Claudio, why was you? Why is Yuta mad at Daniel? All these weeks later, he's still mad at Danielson. It's not. You mean to tell me they didn't fucking Look. sit down and talk at any point in the the last couple of weeks since William Regal Bro, has been there? Who who posted? Whoever posted that? Question for you: Do you have a brother or a sibling? Do you guys fight? Do you get into arguments? Now, if you saw your brother getting his ass kicked by someone outside of the family, are you going to say, "Well, I'm still angry at you"? So, no. Now, 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 I understand. I understand that Takeshita is a part of the story, and they're building Takeshita up, which is I have no problem with that at all. I love Takeshita, right. and he's a part of this story, and he's been the focus of MJF as well. But that doesn't excuse the fact that, all well, because Takeshi is a part of the story, let's leave Wheeler Yuta out, who's a part of the Blackpool Combat Club, a teammate of Brian Danielson, a faction member of Brian Danielson, you know, in the back and not him going out there to help his, his faction member. It, it's, yeah. just, it's just a little silly to me. It's just a, 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 an observation, and I'd like to know why that was allowed to happen. I, I would have not, if I didn't see Wheeler Yuta, I would have just assumed he wasn't in the building. But we saw Wheeler Yuta tonight, and he was there. You know, someone's saying that, oh, Claudia was on the ramp at the end of the show. I won't count that. I won't count that. Everybody came out to break kayfabe. You have heels and baby Yes, he wasn't on there. the program in a, in a fucking segment. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yuta was out there in storyline. So he's at the show. He's in the back. If Claudio was not on the show and he came out in the ramp, I'm, I'm no, you come out for the ramp because fucking Mark Briscoe was out there. We won't count that. That doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, I see some people saying the Super Chats are not working. I, I don't know what it is. If you're on mobile, I don't know what's going on there with mobile. Um, maybe you got to do it from a PC or a, or a laptop of some sort. I, I don't know. Uh, YouTube's just been fucked up lately. Um, so if you guys are trying to get Super Chats in and you can't, it's not me. If you can chat in here, you're not benched or banned. Uh, it, it's just a YouTube problem, and I apologize on, the, on their behalf because, you know, it's just fucked up. Uh, main event. Main event, we got the Ring of Honor crew out there. We got Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman joining Excalibur at the announce test, which was a nice touch there. They replaced Taz and Tony Schiavone. Jay Lethal made his way out, and you could already tell where this was going. He hugged Sanjay Dutt, and he was there out there by himself. Uh, he was already tearing up as he walked down the aisle, which got me tearing up. Uh, he barely, and I mean barely, held it together. He raised his arms up, looked at the hard cam. He got in the ring. You can see he just wanted to just let loose, uh, and he uh, held it together. Uh, on the other hand, Mark Briscoe came out. His ring entrance took place, and Rick Abani talked about his history uh, and friendship with the Briscoes. Um, Jay Briscoe was 38 years old. Today was his birthday, and Mark Briscoe, the younger of the two brothers, man, he came out there, bro. He was swinging the fucking titles around. He had both Ring of Honor tag team titles, by the way. Uh, so that was a nice touch. He was swinging the titles around, acting like Mark, Mark Briscoe would act. You know, he, he, the, the strength and composure of Mark Briscoe, bro, was, was something that was so jump off the TV screen to me. It, it's like the mental strength and the fucking just the unbelievable will and heart of Mark Briscoe to go out there and entertain us, man, and have that type of excitement and emotion and hell, hold that together, hold that composure together is... Something that a lot of people cannot do, and he did he's it. A, that was he's amazing. Better than me. Better than he's, me. he's better than me. He's a bigger man than me. 
Yeah, I would have been out there just dragging my yeah. damn feet, man. Yeah. I mean, just I was in no mood to even watch wrestling the day after I found that news out. So, and I had no relations. I've never met this man before. Yeah. This is his brother. He's, can you imagine the shit that these two men have been through together over the course of their career? You know, and here they are now. I, 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 I don't, he, man, the guy's amazing. I don't know how Mark did it, but he was out there with a smile. He worked his ass off in his match. Um, I'm so happy that he got this moment, man. I think this is fantastic for his career. And again, I think this is going to be vital and going forward for him and being able to support his family. I mean, the, 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 the grind continues and he still needs to work, man. And, and I think as fans, we're going to make sure that he stays um, where he needs to be in this industry and continue to be popular and to earn for his family. And that's what I'm happy about. It's, it's, it's something that, uh, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at situations in my life that I had to deal with. Uh, I've been very fortunate about situations regarding death in my family. Uh, the hardest one, obviously, being my grandfather. Um, you know, I've had pets, family pets pass away. That's, that's the most difficult thing ever. Um, I know there will be a time where, you know, my Bacardi is going to go. Uh, she's 21 years old. You know, it's going to be it's going to be one of those situations where you may not see you may not hear from me. You may not see me. You may not have a podcast on a, on a day if it happens. You know, you know, Mark, Mark Briscoe, the, the, the will and fucking determination. It, it's it, it's I, I don't even have words for it. it. It just at the end of it all, it just shows the amount of love that he had for his brother. And it's just amazing to me. Yeah. And the commentary team was great. They handled this professional. They had the great. right tone in their voice. Caprice yes. Coleman and Ian, Ian Riccoboni were fucking out of this world tonight. And the crowd was there. Um, when Jay Briscoe, you know, passed away, it hit us hard. To see Jay Lethal in that match when the bell rang and they hugged, man, I, I lost it. Yep. I, 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 just, I couldn't hold back the tears anymore. So did Jay Lethal. And Mark Briscoe's there. He's fucking carrying on like this is... You know, a, a normal business day. It, it's unbelievable. Bobby Cruz did the introductions. Bell rang. They were given more than enough time in this thing with some time left over to let every everything just settle. And we got that beautiful moment at the end. Excellent show at the end of it all. Big Briscoe chant. Uh, they plugged the T-shirt, and all the proceeds are going to uh, the family of Jay Briscoe. So they adhere to the code of honor. Shook hands, Lethal visibly trying to keep it all together here. Lethal tried to use his quickness early, firing off some arm drags. Each man took turns chopping away, and Briscoe hit a snapmare into a snap drop kick. Lethal tried to fight back, planted with a Briscoe neckbreaker for two count. They were on the, uh, the ring apron, fighting back and forth. Forearm battle, chop battle. Lethal took out the leg of Mark Briscoe, hit a tope. Lethal kept Briscoe grounded until... Briscoe used his redneck kung fu with a top rope chop. Inziguri sent Lethal to the corner where Briscoe hit a splash and then an iconoclasm. Briscoe tried for a J-driller, which was Jay Briscoe's finish, but Lethal fought into a lethal combination. Briscoe got a roll-up off of a figure-four attempt as Lethal responded with a face uh, front-face suplex into a lethal injection. Briscoe then rolled to the floor after the lethal injection. Excellent move there. Lethal followed out. After set up Briscoe on the timekeeper's table, Lethal went to the top. Briscoe cut him off and hit a drop kick through the ropes. 
Briscoe hit a blockbuster off the apron and set up lethal on that same timekeeper's table. He goes to the top and Froggy Bo through the table and through Jay Lethal. This is what got me as well. I'm just envisioning fucking Jay Briscoe just watching down uh, crowd chanting. Holy shit was just unbelievable with the froggy yeah. ball off the top rope to a loud holy shit chant. This is awesome chant. Just unbelievable. Um, Lethal kicked out at two back inside the ring. He bridged out of a J driller attempt for a two. Briscoe responded with a lariat. Turned Lethal inside out a couple of times. Vicious lariats. Briscoe successfully hit a J driller. Got the win in what was an incredible emotional main event here. Uh, Mark looked into the camera, told his family to keep their heads up, told his brother that he loved him. AEW locker room then filters out to the stage, uh, and they all applauded Mark. He went uh, to go hug Christopher Daniels, as did Jay Lethal. Um, Mark was soaking up the moment. Tony Khan came out, hugged Mark Briscoe big time on the ape, on the on the ramp there, and uh, he held up the Ring of Honor titles as the show went off the air. Couldn't ask for anything better. This was... In the in the most perfect scenario that you could have for something like this in this situation, AEW had a perfect scenario with this match, the timing of the match, this match, and then this, you know, gathering of AEW locker room, bro, on the stage. For him there to have that moment tonight, this, this meant a lot to a lot of different people. This meant a lot to me. This meant a lot to you. meant a lot to the locker room, everybody in the pro wrestling world. Uh, and I can't thank Tony Khan enough for going to bat for basically the fans and that company and the family to do what he did tonight. Warner Media okayed it. You know, they deserve their uh, their kudos at the end of all this as well, but I, I couldn't have asked for anything better. This was perfect. This was great. Um, I didn't expect them to go as hard as they did, you know, with the, with the big spot through the table and everything else. I don't think Jay Briscoe would have wanted anything else. Yeah, ab- absolutely, man. And... At the same time, this was Mark's. Um, this was his big stage. This was his. This was a, this was the biggest stage that Mark Briscoe has ever seen in his career. I mean, just because it was the main event on live television, nationwide, worldwide, worldwide, um, for one night only. If if nothing else, the Briscoes were front and center of the wrestling world, and that that warms my heart to see. Um. And I think he went out there and did the best that he could with his emotions where they were and everything else. Fucking Jay Lethal. If this doesn't raise your respect level for Jay Lethal, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't care where it was. I don't care if you had high respect for him already. It should be higher at this point. And the man went out there with his emotions the way that they were and still managed to go out there and have a fantastic match in the main event on national television, man. Hats off to Jay Lethal at the same time. I mean, it's what they do is hard physically and emotionally. And at the, he went out there and they performed at that level. And he made Mark Briscoe look like a million bucks at his most, at, at his most important moment of his career. So hats off to these guys, man. I think it was a fantastic. The match. Jay Lethal's, Jay Lethal's always been incredible. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a great. huge fan. of him. I, I would love to see him in something a little bit more on AW television. Um, does this lead to Mark Briscoe getting a contract with AEW? I can only hope, man. I don't see, I mean, I don't see a reason why Warner Media would say, fine, put him on TV this one time, then we never want to see yeah. him again. Yeah. That would make no sense. And as far as AEW wanting to sign him, please. I mean, it's a no, it's a no brainer to me. I mean, and, you know, I don't know what you do with the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. I mean, I, I, I do not want to see him go get another tag team partner. I think that would be just, 
it, it wouldn't fit right. It wouldn't nope. feel right. Uh, Mark Briscoe is good enough to go uh, on a run of his own for sure. Carry on the legacy of uh, of his brother uh, through a singles run. I- I'd love to see Tony Khan give us a Jay Briscoe Invitational or Jay Briscoe Memorial Tag Team Tournament of some sort that we get, you know, every year. Yes. You know, I-, I love when it's this type of situation. Like, you know, obviously we all miss him. You know, for his legacy to carry on, we got the Owen uh, Memorial Cup. We got the we could get the Jay Briscoe Memorial Tag Team Invitational, whatever, you, whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that would be fantastic to crown new tag team champions if he wants to go that route. You know, let his legacy live on, not only through Mark, but something like that with the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships being put on the line in a tournament every year. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. What if we combined them? I mean. I don't want to take away from Owen's time in the spotlight, but is it would it be possible or a good idea to combine the Owen tournament, the Owen Briscoe tournament? No, nah, I think no. that should be kept separately. Yeah, kept separately. Yeah, especially if Ring of Honor is going to have a TV deal, uh, that that should be strictly on Ring of Honor TV. Oh well, yeah, no, yeah. good point. Yeah. yeah, no, no, the J the J tournament, which should be an ROH thing. Yeah. No, good point. Yeah. yeah. So that was AEW Dynamite tonight. Um, you couldn't ask for anything better. Um, again. They nailed it, and it's everything that we had wanted last week, and we got it this week, and AEW is absolutely scorching red hot right now. I'm loving it. Revolution is going to be an absolute fucking banger, and they are doing all the right things. They're hitting all the right buttons. The momentum is there. Things are making sense. You know, Mike Manzari being there, you see a noticeable difference in the show. Things are flowing better. You got video packages. You got explanations on things. People who you want to see on the show that might not necessarily be there at the show, they're still giving a video package on the show. I love it. Everything everything is where it needs to be. The little minor criticisms, the little complaints that we've had, 2023 has definitely been a brand new AEW, and it's lived up to the billing. Yeah, yeah it has. Um, I'm not going to do the live stream. They didn't post it back up. Man. Uh, yeah, something happened then. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what had happened. Uh, maybe we'll find out about that uh, in a news article at some point tonight. But we are going to get into the Super Chats. And I appreciate you guys very much for hanging out with us tonight. If you want to get them on in, it's last call. It's the last call in the venue for Super Chats. So get them on in. Four new members tonight. I appreciate you guys joining us in the VIP club. Soon we'll be drinking in my mother's basement. It's coming along very nicely. Can't wait to show you guys. Um, that is uh, going to be hopefully within the next couple of months. Brand new artwork and look of the podcast. Furthering the podcast. Making it stand out even more. Um, likes. Thank you guys for reaching a thousand. I appreciate you. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. And tomorrow you guys will see me live on Off the Script. We got some news to talk about. So. I'll be in the mood to talk about pro wrestling with you guys tomorrow. Should be live around 4 p.m., 4.30 around that time. So look out for notification in your sub boxes. Joseph Taylor with an $8 super chat. Two things, JD. Jesse, your top five AJ Styles dream matches. AJ Styles dream matches. And I've been subscribed to your channel for one whole year. Thank you, Joseph Taylor, number one for one year. Appreciate you very much. And number two, uh, AJ Styles, dream matches. Uh, I don't know if you mean current or retired, but, you know, my number one would be AJ Shawn Michaels. AJ Shawn Michaels for sure. 
as of right now, off the top of my head, I wouldn't mind seeing AJ Styles versus MJF. That'd be great, too. That'd be fantastic, man. Nate, the head of Talents TV with a new membership. Nate, thank you so much, brother. What the fuck are you drinking tonight? Tony Brown with a $4.99. He says, boo, tea, meat. Oh, yeah. Listen, bro. It can be Tony time eight days out of seven in my household. Oh, my goodness. Sean Ray, Jay with a five months. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking to celebrate five months, man? Amazing AEW show today. Banger matches all around. Great tribute match and ending. Cherish your loved ones, y'all. Life is precious. Absolutely. Definitely made me, uh, definitely made me think about, you know, who I have in my life and those who I haven't really spoken to lately, for sure. Even though we didn't know him, uh, I've, I had the honor and pleasure of calling his matches in House of Glory all year. I'll never forget that, man. I'm so incredibly proud that I was able to be a part of that. And, like, I, I mean, I tell Brian and Red, you know, thank you every time. You know, they for giving me that platform to do that. I, I couldn't have even thought about that in my wildest dreams. But the fact that me and Salamonsa called his last match, man, I'll never forget that. Elfwen with 25,000 in Chilean pesos. He says, thanks for all. Shea Briscoe. Thank you, Elfwen. That is $31 in Chilean pesos, by the way, in U.S. currency. Emerald Lord with 10 months. I'm not crying. You are crying. TK, we are proud of you. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Thank you, Emerald. 10 months, brother. Thank you. WUJ Money with six months. Thank you, Jay Briscoe, and I can't wait to watch the tribute show at 1 a.m. Well, it's not up anymore. I don't know what the hell happened. It's going to be an emotional one. Hopefully you get some news on that because they privated the video. Maybe there was an error in there and they wanted to correct it before it goes back up. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. TK is the best. The class act all the way. Rest in peace, Jay. Edward Liu with 17 months. He's on his way to 24 months. And that golden microphone, seeing Jay Lethal cry before the match, made me the same way. So grateful for the tribute match tonight. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Dem boys. Thank you, Edward. Paul Troy with a new membership. Paul, what the fuck are you drinking, Paul Troy? Max Chains with six months. Reach for the sky. Whiskey glass emoji. Thank you, Max Chains, for six months. Fantasy Kid with 13 months. Just showing some love, bro. I appreciate you, Fantasy Kid. Antonio Munez Jr., three months. Didn't get to see a live performance from them boys, but have seen clips, though, on YouTube. Think highly of what they have done. One of the best tag teams of all time, man. Transcended the tag team realm. Very difficult to find anybody better. Thank you for three months, Antonio. AEW Mark with 13 months. What a great AEW Dynamite. Was at the forum last week. Thanks, TK, for smoking that Booker of the Year pack. Glad we bent the knee. JD, thank you. Thank you, AW Mark. Yeah, he, he he locked that title down for this year already. Yeah. That's yeah. done. He's uh he's on a roll. Yeah. P Mac with a five dollar super chat. JD, did you see Mercedes would do a match in Hog? She says she wants to go to all promotions all around the world, and I can see uh they are doing a favor for a friend. Bro, if Mercedes is, if I get to call a Mercedes Monet match in House of Glory, man, I, I'm, I'm a made man. 
And, I, and I'd have to request a, a handshake of some sort to, to at least say thank you to her. And maybe Mikaze is there and I can buy him a fucking shot of whiskey. That'd be fantastic, man. JP5150 with 28 months. This show, this night, was for the love and appreciation of Jay Briscoe. It's really emotional. Thank you for the memories. Reach for the sky. Thank you, JP. 28 months, brother. Glad to have you in the venue. Nate, the head of TV talent. Or talent TV. Membership, six months. But you just... I don't know why YouTube does that. It says he just joined and then says six months. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. One half of the best tag team ever. I met Jay at Impact months ago. No trolls tonight. Drinks are on me and Chelsea for you, Jay Briscoe. Thank you, Nate. Thank you for your six months, man. I'm glad it's six months and not one month. Brian Connolly with $25 Super Chat. Now, this is actually upsetting to me. Uh, Brian Connolly, I did not know this. What do you think about Chip Carey leaving the Braves for the Cardinals, J.D.? Um, on one hand, I fucking hate it. Just thinking out loud now that I just heard this news for the first time seconds ago. Uh, I hate it. I think Chip Carey is fucking great at what he does. He is the voice of the Braves. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, but didn't his didn't his father have something to do with the Cardinals organization? So that's why he may be going there. Or maybe it's a money thing. I have no fucking idea. I don't know why they won't pay Chip Carey. I got to look that up. Thank you, Brian, for uh, filling me in on that. Uh, Mr. Premium, 2002, $4.99. YouTube won't let me super chat my real message I had. So I guess I'll have to say rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. I don't know why, Premium. Uh, Joey Clemenza with 13 months tonight was like a cathartic release. Such an emotional send-off to the late Jay Briscoe. It was exactly the tribute we needed, and it was beautiful. Thank you, Joey. Joey Clemenza with a $10 Super Chat. Just checking to see if the Super Chats are down. Uh, clearly not, man. Your uh, 13 months and 10 just came through. I checked it on my phone earlier. It was going through for me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. YouTube is all fucked up this month. Uh, Billy Sizane with a $10. I just lost my cousin last week to an overdose in New York, and it's still killing me. I must admit, I teared up for Jay Briscoe. He'll be missed. Love you, Jay, and cousin Randy. I'm sorry to hear that, Billy. Prayer emojis for my guy Billy in the OTS venue, man. Come on. Joe King with a $5 super chat. JD and Jesse, if you each had to choose a male and female wrestler from AEW to debut for WWE in the Royal Rumble, who would they be? To stay there for good? I don't know. Uh, if it was a one-off, bro, obviously I'd choose... Uh, for the guys, I'd probably choose a Kenny Omega. I'd do Moxley. And for the ladies, uh, honestly, I'd probably pick Britt Baker. Um, I'm just trying to pop the crowd. I think Moxley returning for a one-off yeah. rumble popped the holy shit out of the crowd. Yeah. Um, for the women, yeah, I guess Britt Baker. But you, you're really, you're really leaving it to um, the WWE fans to know how big she might be when maybe they don't watch. You don't know. So that's why I would pick a returning star. I mean, you know, something like that. Maybe a page for a one-off. 
Robert Lamoe with the $5. I don't understand why don't Tony put Matt Hardy in writing team. He's a creative genius. He could be someone to lead the mid-card division. I think Tony Khan's uh, got a grasp on uh, the way things need to be, bro. But yes, Matt Hardy should be a producer or an agent. Yes. Marie Johnson with a $10 super chat. Why is it that everyone thinks now all these wrestlers should go to WWE? Triple H brought all these NXT wrestlers back and not one of them is getting over. Rome wasn't built in a day, Marie Johnson. Not one of them? Wait till Johnny Gargano gets on a roll, bro. Seriously. Steven Vandelli again, thank you so much for the $100 super chat, brother. Thank you for being here. Philip Newton with a 499. Tonight's dynamite was a banger after banger after banger after banger. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Eric Newton with 13 months. Cheers, JD. I'm looking forward for Dead Space remake this Friday and looking forward to Resident Evil 4 in March. Oh wow, Dead Space is this Friday, huh? Uh, I'm interested in this Harry Potter game, bro. It's looking good. Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. It's a brand new RPG, man. Whatever, man. Big Wheezy with the two months. I'll take a sparkling ice water for my two months. Love this community. Big Wheezy, it doesn't matter, bro, as long as it's ice cold. Thank you, man. Allison Ochoa. New member. Thank you, Allison. Phil for the $4.99. What an emotional night. I'm mad enough to say I had tears in my eyes. Jay Briscoe may be gone, but he won't be forgotten. Love you guys. Never. Thank you, Phil. Robert Lamoa with a $5. This question is for both you and Jesse. Which wrestler do you idolize? Who do you demonize? And who do you humanize? And it had to be in a modern era. Who do I idolize and demonize? What type of question is this, bro? I don't demonize anybody. Who do I idolize? Look, can we just change that to who we who do we like and who we don't like? Yeah, I, I, nobody should be idolizing anybody, bro. Yeah, I don't idolize. I don't anybody. idolize any anybody. <laughs> I idolize fucking the Lord and Savior. <laughs> I don't demonize anybody. This Me is neither. just fiction. <laughs> I mean, uh, who do I look up to? Um... I don't know, man. I don't really... I mean, I'm not in the sport, so, I mean... You know, it's obviously different when I played music. I idolized, or not really idolized, or looked up to musicians, you know? But uh, who do I I have great, great respect for? See, I I, I think the wording... I think the wording of the question... You you usually look up to people that you would want to be like, and I'm not striving to be a professional wrestler. No, me neither. So, I mean... I enjoy everything they do, but I'm not trying to be them. I wouldn't want to be one of them for anything, man. What they do is fucking real. Hey, bro. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this. Uh, who do I demonize? Vince McMahon. There you go. Uh, but I, uh, but I, I respect greatly everybody that gets into this business because uh, it ain't easy. Yeah. And they break ain't. their backs for us. So, Joseph Taylor with a three dollar super chat. JD Jesse, Rock Hard is a song by Kiss. Well, maybe that's maybe that's Juice Robinson's problem. He's a fan of Kiss. Oh, you think Juice Robinson has a fucking problem? 
He's got no problem. He's got no problem. Juice Robinson's living uh, a <laughs> glorious life. I mean, Give me a break. The reason uh, is rock hard, bro. I know. Well, uh, Justin Turner with a nine months. Thank you, brother. Really enjoy seeing you two on my Wednesday nights. Very great podcast every week. Hope you all have a good one. Thank you, brother. And we are happy that you are here. And Sidro with five months. I always bring a piece of paper to a wrestling match just in case The Rock is my opponent. So draw, I don't, I don't know, bro. Je- Jesse didn't like that one, man. He's giving you the thumbs down. Anyway, man, uh, listen. We're getting out of here. Revving up the Mustang, man. Time to go. Thank you guys for joining us tonight, man. Thank you for remembering and mourning and honoring the late, great Jay fucking Briscoe, bro. Oh, yeah. What a night. Emotional one. Another banger of a show by Tony Khan and AEW. They are doing their thing, man. And this week is going to be a big week. We got done with AEW tonight. Monday Night Raw's in the books. I'll be live tomorrow afternoon. Friday, we got SmackDown. And then Saturday is the big one, man. The Royal Rumble. What surprises does Triple H have for us? Who will win the Royal Rumble? What's going to happen with Sami Zayn? Are we going to see The Rock? Lots of questions. I'm hearing Jay White may be in the wall, the Royal Rumble. Here he's WWE bound. I don't know. I don't know, man. We will see. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you for the thumbs up. Thank you for the super chat love. Thank you for the new memberships tonight. Make sure you guys continue to hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. Live streams, shorts. All that stuff. Follow me on Twitter at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart on the Twitter. And subscribe to his YouTube channel. Same thing, at Chi-Town Smart on YouTube. And please, make sure you guys hit your notifications, man. I'll be live tomorrow afternoon around 4.30. We got the midweek coverage of all your news before we get into the Royal Rumble this weekend. Guys... I need to see those ace emojis in the chat. Reach for the sky. I need to see those Mustang emojis in the chat. I need to see those rock on emojis in the, not the rock hard emojis, the rock on emojis. And let me see those fingers to the sky, man. To Jay Briscoe. Thank you again. And let me hear that music on Max, and I'll see you guys tomorrow afternoon right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.